From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week in Nintendo Main, we're going to break down all the controversy of Chocobo GP. Nothing to see here, just fleeing these invisible enemies on my invisible horse. Cowabunga! Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 312, your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about announcements that were announced for other systems, but then came to Switch, like the like the Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Pack, or Collection, or whatever they call it, that John was just referencing. Oh yeah, we haven't said our names. We are your hosts. I'm Trey, Forever Cloud Chaser Johnson. I'm Jeremy, Slayer of Margaret the Fell, Mikowski. I'm John Zorched Knitter. I Zorched some people. Do you want to talk about the world news stuff? To start off the show, uh, yeah. So, due to the war in the Ukraine, uh, Nintendo has suspended shipments to Russia, joining a lot of other companies like who are shutting down physical now because because yeah. we talked before about the eShop getting shut down. Right now, it's like physical products. YouTube also stopped monetization for uh, creators in Russia. Uh, Microsoft, Activision, Blizzard, Ubisoft, Epic Games—they all suspended their Russian sales. So, uh, good on everybody. Keep it up. So you can't buy any more skins in uh, Fortnite in Russia, right? Wow. Since it's, <laughs> I mean, well, Epic Games. I mean, that's, uh, so no more Fortnite for you. Or maybe you can play it. You just can't buy anything. There's just going to be some, like, the government's going to make their own version of Fortnite. And this one's kind of crazy, too. I mean, it's, I, I remember mentioning it. I mentioned it to Jess, but, uh, yeah, Russia, like, pretty much being like, well, why don't, why don't we just make piracy legal? Let's just do that. Right. And then you can just that's do whatever you want. It kind of sounds, yeah, like almost like what we would say. What is it? Decriminalization. There we go. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, uh, like I think it's in Washington State. You can do, or rather, you can have like acid and stuff on you now, and it won't be like prison time or whatever. It might be a fine, but they decriminalized it to where you're not going to get incarcerated for it. I mean, that would be nice. I mean, that's how they keep a lot of people from not voting is uh, planning drugs on them mm-hmm. and sending them to jail, so then they can't vote because they're felons part of our lovely country what they do to uh, keep non-whites from voting so this means when when and if sanctions are lifted and we and like there's international shipping shipping from russia again probably some weird ass copyright shit probably so yeah or Actually, just, like, i to say i just uh somebody announced today that some hackers in russia successfully cloned instagram so now russia's uh, internet has something called rosgram so i guess stuff like that will just keep happening we'll just keep cloning websites Oh, so they could. I was, they I was just joking earlier when I said that about Fortnite, but I could. It could totally be a. They could make Rush like, Night yep. or whatever. And put, and whatever put they propaganda call it. in it, you know, like all the ad space is right there in the game. Yep. It's not a great long term strategy, but I guess they're just trying to, I don't know, stop. They're trying to not look like total so bad speak. guys to the citizens. Yeah. I mean, if they, I mean, they can only steal so much, though, like through piracy. Like they're going to need like food and stuff. Like if they're not selling, I don't know. What if they're not sending. You wouldn't imports of 
<laughs> you you can't. You know, like it, like physical things that are getting shipped that aren't getting shipped there, maybe will affect them. But it's kind of, it's just like yeah, steal whatever you want. Who cares? It's fine. We didn't want to pay for that Batman movie anyway. Just just go and download it. Easier for you to which sit through the three hours at home. I'm sure. Just think of it as one giant family plan we're on together. <laughs> to bring back uh, Pirate Bay or whatever. I don't even know, I don't even know what websites to get torrents from. Anymore. I mean, without a doubt that the, there's a backup of that website somewhere ready to ready to launch. Russian Pirate Bay. So uh, yeah, in in, uh, in more positive news, why don't we start off the show as we normally do and talk about games that we got and games that we've been playing. John and I, we have some similar stuff on here that we could talk about. We do. I guess uh, I just want to, I'll just say this because I'm not going to talk about it for that long, but uh, I made it to 100 hours on Pokemon Legends Arceus. <laughs> Woo. I'm on like 100 and something, and uh, I kind of just want to not play that game anymore. I mean, I, I mean, I really liked it, but the stuff towards the end is just kind of boring. I'm, I, I was, I was like just trying to like, uh, you know, complete everybody's Pokedex, and and it was just, I'm just kind of, it's like real tedious. Like uh, if you're trying to c- complete the Pokedex of every Pokemon in there, all like 245 of them, however many they are, how many there are, it gets pretty boring after a while. And I've been still. Have I've, you caught all of them? No, I only have like 230 or something. I mean, I'm pretty close, but that is close. But like, it's still like. There's things I have to do to get the other ones. Like I have to finish like the mini, like the mini quests, which aren't that bad. But one of the mini quests is collecting all those fucking purple fire things, which is super annoying. Because even like looking at a map of where they all are, I still can't find them. Like I've still, I keep going to spots over and over and over again. And sometimes it's because they're not, you know, it's they're really well hidden. I read in a strategy guide somewhere that you should just not collect any of them and then just wait till the end and then collect them all at once because it's really hard to like. It's like the blue coins and. Yeah, yeah, like the blue coins, which which was the bane of my existence in uh, Super Mario Sunshine. I hated those fucking coins so much because I could never find them and I could never remember whether I had actually got them or not. Which that was a that was a really cool thing that um the Majora's Mask 3DS game did that in the uh, in the notebook it would tell you whether you collected certain heart pieces or not and that was really helpful. They should do that in every Zelda game that has heart pieces. You know, if they make another one and bring that back, I really wish they would keep that in there where it tells you like what you what you got and what you didn't. So when you're trying to find it, but anyway, yeah, I I, I kind of I haven't played it that long because I was like I wanted to sit down. I was like oh, I want to get through it. I want to like beat it. I want to get all the way through it, and I just haven't. You know, just because yeah, it got boring to do all the Pokedex. But you don't have to do all the Pokedex stuff to get to the end. I just want to do like that final mission and just be done with it. And I don't even know if I'll finish the whole Pokedex. But I did find an Alpha Magikarp, Jeremy. Oh, cool. Yeah, I stopped and found that. I know you're looking for one, but I found it. It's in, uh, it's Where in is that, it? It's in that first level. The, uh, I knew the, that. The, it's the like field in the lands river. or whatever. It's in the river, yeah. But is it like in like a, is it like in a canyon or is it out in the open? It's like in a canyon, I guess. You know, you know where that special like cave is where you fight like one of the secret Pokemon mm-hmm. or whatever. If you it, there's like that lake around there, and if you go south of there and you kind of come up the canyon on the side there on the east side, that's where I found it in there. Okay. So there was I've, I found some alpha some alpha magic. Well, luckily we we are recording this, so I can hear it later. So you can well I actually tagged you on Twitter of me catching it. I guess it doesn't have the map on it, but I, I recorded the video of me catching the alpha magic carp and tagged you on there so you could take a look at it. But yeah, Pokemon Legends Arceus. I mean, I don't know how I'll much I don't know how much I'll, more I'll I don't know. I I just want to get all the way to the end to the end end but catching all the extra pokemon and collecting those fires is super tedious so i've been playing other stuff stuff that's like incredibly fast and exciting like f-zero x which is on the nintendo switch online now and uh it's great i love playing it with the 64 controller it feels 
so right. So that's what I've been playing playing with it on, and and or playing it with the sixty four controller. And I played it online. Uh, I did a, well, I streamed it last week, like when it came out, because I was really excited about playing it. And I played through the first three cups on a Novus Di- Novus difficulty, just on the regular one. So I played through those, and I played through the first cup on standard difficulty. That's the medium. And I also put in the code to unlock all the characters because I didn't want to, because I know that I don't have the ability in me to unlock all of them. Because in, in order to get all of the characters, you basically have to get first place on every race, on every difficulty, all the way to like the hardest difficulty. But if you put in the, the code, the code's pretty easy to put in. It's just a, just a couple buttons that you do on the, on the title screen, but um, it'll give you, it'll give you all of the characters and it'll give you all of the races too. So you can play the X cup, which is what I played. And the X Cup is cool. I know um, uh, N64 today. Uh, Martin was saying like how much he liked the X Cup because the X Cup doesn't tell you like which course you're gonna race in, so it's all kind of random. Like it won't show you a map at the beginning. It won't say what it is, and all of the backgrounds will be the same on every one. So you have to kind of like figure it out, which is kind of like its own cool little like mystery cup. So it'll throw it'll throw like I think it's like five or six. Is it five or six? It might be six. Did they throw? Because they there's more there's more races in it than a regular like Mario Kart Cup. I know that, but they they'll throw like six random ones at you of all the of all the thing. And I actually beat it on like the medium mode on on X Cup, and that was cool. So so I yeah I say I, put, I say put the code in there if uh, you know just what is it? Look up that old. Uh, I can find it. Look at look uh look up Game Facts. It was Does it per- spell something like is it like laddie laddie or you know how Donkey Kong would always no spell something no it's not I mean you just do it with a it's just basically like bad buddy you, you press you press like all of the buttons in a certain in a certain amount of times or whatever I'll tell you what's hard is the guitar and doing that in Guitar Hero because it'll be like blue red yellow red yellow red blue blue yellow red you have to like do it pretty quick you gotta be like I did a I did a code on one of them I did a code on three where you got all the extra extra mm-hmm. songs like even the ones you could only get through co-op mode because i couldn't unlock them because i didn't have a second guitar or anybody around to play the second guitar so you know <laughs> but it's um the code is lzr up c down c left c right c start so it's pretty easy to do it's only like five buttons right one two three four five it's like six buttons seven buttons so yeah it's just oh it's L L Z R up down left right on the c and then start and i did it and the screen will like kind of like blur when you do it to like make a noise and then you get all of the you get all the cars and all of the and all of the races and all the difficulties and all that stuff so you can play as zoda from star tropics 2 if you want which is all the way down on the bottom of the characters i wonder if they'll do a really? special edition where that's our, the code's already put in yeah right uh, they might I, I wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised have they they haven't done any star edition yet on the no they haven't done on the 64 one yet mm-hmm like uh, yeah, I thought there was an extra one when Majora's Mask was on there because I get I have mine uh, to where it shows the European version also, but for some reason it only showed one version of F Zero X. There was no European version on there, so I don't know what that's about. Did they not get one? I mean, I thought no. they did because because uh, Martin up. Martin played did it. Did you? Yeah. So, but yeah, no. The I, I noticed that there's a lot more um, Nintendo characters in there than I thought. Like, there's a lot more cameos than I remembered. Like, I remember. Uh, I remember Mr. E or Mr. EAD who looks just like Mario, except he's wearing like a silver suit, but he has like the big mustache and he has Mario's face. Mr. EAD, like the like the development, development? yeah, Mr. EAD, Whoa. yeah. And his like uh, stats for his car are EAD, so it's like body level is E and like boost power is A and like a uh, control is D, so it says EAD. Like it's all it's all over there. Plus, there's also signs in the game, like little spinning signs that say EAD on them in the racetracks that you can see. 
in the background. It's in the game. But yeah, there's a bunch of, I mean, there's a bunch of like callbacks to Nintendo characters. Uh, I already knew about James McCloud, Star Fox's dad, is a playable character in the game. So, and he plays it, his, his uh, car kind of looks, basically looks like a, looks like one of, looks like an R-Wing. It's called a little, little Wyvern, but yeah. And he basically looks like Star Fox, except he's a human and not, not a fox. What does that imply? That Star Fox's dad was, well, it's, it's kind of weird because we talked about how uh, Star Fox Command, like, how they cross over and the Star Fox characters become F-Zero racers, like in the end of that game. Yeah. So does that mean that, yeah, that Star Fox's dad was actually a person, like a human, and his mom was a fox or something, and he's like, that's why he's like a bipedal fox or something like that? I don't know. Well, here's another theory. Isn't the way they say that he, like, he was lost in a black hole? Isn't that what happened to him in the first Star Fox game? Because when you go into the black hole, General Pepper's like, this is where your dad was last seen or something, and then you do actually see, like, an erect R-Wing while you're going through the black hole. In the Super Nintendo one? I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't think I ever made it into the black hole, actually. Here's a theory. He went through the black hole. He was the fox man or whatever, the furry guy. (laughs) And he became a regular man. He became a human, yeah. Who's And so he's in the F-Zero world that, like, it's like an alternate universe. It's funny because his his the way that his he's designed is he has like these like his hairs like kind of spiked on both sides to look like mm. fox ears. So it's supposed to look like if you just like kind of just see it out of the corner of your eye, it looks like a fox, but it's actually a person. But but what's weird is what what I didn't even realize is uh is the fucking wolf guys in there though, and he's a wolf. Star wolf? Yeah, <laughs> Star Wolf is in the game also, <laughs> but he's he, actually a wolf, and he's a wolf. Yeah, so it's oh, like I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> so oh uh, oh yeah, and also um no, I guess uh yeah no, I guess he's called Leon, which Leon was like the was the lizard, so I guess it's not the same person, but he but there is a yeah, wolf. he was from Team Star Wolf though, right? Leon Leon was part of Star Wolf, but he wasn't the wolf. But there is a wolf in there that looks very much like Star Wolf. That's called Leon. So maybe that's maybe that's another reference that he just changed his name or something. But he totally looks like the Star Wolf guy, like he's full wolf body and all that. Relationship between F Zero and Star Fox needs some heavy clarification. I want it to happen. I want. I want. To, yeah, I just want a fusion game of the I, two. I want. I want them to come together and and answer some questions about these characters. And and, and they already made Dinosaur Planet where they fused Star Fox with something else. So yeah, they could do it again. Well, and also, what was the rumor that we're going to do a Star Fox racing game. Yeah, there was a rumor about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Star Star Fox Grand Prix or whatever, made by a Bandai yeah. Namco. I thought it was. Didn't they? Didn't they say it was retro? Or does it? I guess. I guess they were. I, I mean, it, it was, was a Bandai Namco. It was a rumor. So. Was a, it was just a rumor. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. But there's also another um, thing that would bring it together is uh, that Zoda is in there from Star Tropics, like the the villain mm-hmm. of Zo- of a. Uh, of Star Tropics is a, is a playable character as well. So we need to bring Star Tropics in here also and figure out what's going on here. Cause vote, cause I mean, cause Zoda was, was like a big alien guy. And I think he's yeah. just, I think he's like a human, humanoid character also in this. Hmm. So it's like, what's going on people? Star Tropics, Star Fox, James All McLeod stars. and F-Zero. There's a lot of back and forth there. Foxes, Zeros, Clouds, Stars, James. Yeah, so so the Zoda that's on here does look like Zoda's human humanoid form from Star Fox Star Tropics One. So I want some like lore here. I guess I guess if I could find the I could watch the anime and try to figure out what's going on with all the different characters. I don't think they're gonna take them back to you know where they came from. But well, this guy looks like his character from Star Tropics. So I mean, he's a he's a fucking alien. He could go anywhere. He could leave Earth and go to F Zero World. Even though I I don't know which one I was playing, but one of them said that Mute City. Oh no, that was that was in GP because I've kind of like. Like F Zero X is kind of like lit my uh, 
F-Zero love, because I love F-Zero. So I started playing F-Zero GX again. I've been playing F-Zero GP Legends. And GP Legends is the one that's the final, the, the final game in the series, the Game Boy Advance one. And I played that, and they said that Mute City used to be New York. I never thought that. I never thought that any of the cities in F-Zero were actual cities. So GP Legends says that like the world of F-Zero was actually Earth. So that adds some craziness to my idea of all of these which video case, games the crossing Lylat over. Which system is just another galaxy or in another galaxy in our universe. Yeah, they never said that like um that Corneria like used to be like LA or anything like that in uh, in, in in Star Fox, but no, just just kind of like in 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 one of the uh, in-between cutscenes like in the GP Legends one, they said that Mute City used to be uh, used to be New York and I was like, "What? Really?" I was like, I never thought that. I always thought that all these all these places they were racing at were on other planets. I thought it was like Star Wars, where like you know one planet is one thing, like Mute City is like its own planet, and whatever, like uh, Red Canyon is like another planet, or Port City is like another planet too. You know, like that type of thing. But I guess they're based on actual cities, according to the anime. So I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, it gets it gets more complicated than that. But, but no, the game the game is great. They uh they made it completely devoid of textures uh so the game could ri- could run at 60 frames per second and it does run pretty quickly it's got crazy pop in too but i mean that's part of the charm of the game like everything kind of builds as you play it you got to play it for a while john what did you think of it yeah, yeah my impression was it moves fast and it looks really smooth i wonder if they did um, you know if, if this the nso emulator does any kind of upscaling and all that stuff is this True to what it actually looked like on the 64, did it actually look this good and this smooth? Oh, yeah. No, it was super smooth. No, that, that was a big thing. They wanted it to be incredibly fast. Like, they wanted it to run at, like, 60 frames per second or 30 frames or whatever they were doing in the 64 times. And and that was why they took down all the detail on the cars and why the cars look so simple is because they wanted it to be that fast. And what's cool is that it works that fast in four-player as well, like in the split screen. So, I mean, that's a pretty, nice. pretty huge achievement for that time. Like, uh... Like none of like Goldeneye, like those games never did that. They they had bad yeah, bad frame terrible. rate drops like in four player, mm. especially like Perfect Dark. I remember Perfect Dark. They kind of just let you do whatever you want, you know. And they're like, oh, you know, there'll be bad frame rates, but whatever. We'll leave all these options. Well, they in wouldn't here, let regardless. you do. I don't think you could go above two players without the expansion pack. Well, with the expansion pack, I mean, but but still, yeah. it was like you could play like four players, like play yeah, try to play through the, the game, and everything would be like really really bad and like super. The bots were really fun in that game. I wish more. I think Time Splitters has it too, but I like the I like making the bots. That could be fun to just mow down some low level bots or. Well, it also had a, a challenge. It also had like a another like single player campaign that was like multiplayer but single player, where you would do a bunch of different missions based around like multiplayer stuff by yourself, and that was really fun too. But you could try to play those with like four players, and that would like just kind of break the game. But they just let it be broken. They're like whatever, you know. You can play that with really bad frame rate. But no, I remember that being a big deal, like when F Zero X came out, like that it was gonna that it that it had all this great frame rate and all that, and and I think I think Jeremy originally got me the game. Like, didn't you get me a used copy of it like way back when? Because I never had it. Like, I didn't get it me. brand new. It sounds like me. I think you bought it for me from like uh, GameStop or something like that in the early two thousands, like when it was on the cheap. But yeah, I just remember that I was like, oh, I think Jeremy got that for me. But uh, I I remember renting it because when it came out, I was in college and I had no money, so I couldn't I couldn't buy it. But I remember playing a lot of it and really enjoying it. And it's it's hard, but it's I think it's fun. I think it's like a fun hard. So and it's very like yeah, like once you get when you get to a certain point, like the uh, the hard part is staying on the course because when it gets too fast, you can kind of like fly off easily, and you know you have a certain amount of ships. That when you run out of them, you're dead. And it works the same way in F Zero X, like or F Zero GX. 
the GameCube one, which is still far superior to X, but they're both they're both really good games, and I'm glad that it got on there. Were you able to make it through any of the Grand Prix? No, I didn't play it for too long. I only played it for about 15 minutes just to give it a spin. But I'm going to go back to it. It's, it's a fun game. I thought it was a very good-looking game for N64, and um, you know the controls were tight, and I like it. I, I was never a fan of F-Zero on uh, Super Nintendo just because I felt like, in comparison to Mario Kart, it was like lacking something to me. Oh, I, fe- I, felt, I felt the opposite. I felt like Mario Kart on Super Nintendo never could never hold a candle to F Zero, but that was me. I just hated so much that the, that the screen was cut in half through the whole game. Mm. Like that bothered me so much. Like they had they, to leave it that way too. Yeah, that they had to have a giant map on the bottom and you could never see the whole thing, and it was so slow compared to F Zero. But there was never two player split screen on F Zero. So yeah, that's true. Mario Kart was originally de- being developed as f02 yeah then it was repurposed it was the first time that nintendo screwed over f0 i no, know that because <laughs> my uncle works at nintendo oh uh, yeah <laughs> no there, there is an f02 though of sorts so I, I played one on an emulator like that has a couple that has a couple new levels and new new ships and all that it might it might just be like what was left of it you know and, and it never actually came to fruition but i did play like a different mute city that had never existed maybe that was an extra satella view thing or something because i know f0x like has a has a mode for the for the disk system or for the dd the disk drive where you can create your own levels or you can make your own uh, courses and all that so they should add that on there is that version in the jap on the japanese eShop? the f0x d- disk drive I, I don't know i didn't yeah. look i'm sure if it was on there somebody would have <laughs> said something about it by now like you can go build your own courses right now possibly no, I, I didn't. I didn't try. I didn't try the Japanese version of this, but I'm. I doubt that it's on there. I figured it, somebody would have made a fuss about it. This is a tangent, but I think it would be a great idea to bring DD games to the N64 NSO. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Well, I mean, a lot of them needed like a service, need like an online service, so they'd have to yeah. bring that back. But which I don't think they're going to do that. But it would be cool to at least like let you do the extra stuff that was that was on there for F Zero X. You know, like People for would a game that's like already shit. on there. Doshin the Giant came to the. Yeah, <laughs> shop Bring or something. It. Yeah, I would like to play that game. Finally, it came out. And I imagine we're going to be Europe disappointed for GameCube. But yeah, no, I heard it, it. I heard it sucks. But you know, I want to try it. No, yeah, there, there's a GameCube version of it in Europe that you oh. can buy. I've seen it. I've seen the European Ocean Giant. So there's already a translated ROM, is what you're saying? Yeah, already been translated, just not released. Dicks. No, I, I really want to try. I really want to try multiplayer online at some point of F Zero X. I haven't haven't Me done too. it yet. So one of these days, when you have time, we should all play. Maybe tomorrow night. I would. Uh, sure. Maybe. Well, uh, I mean, there might be some Mario Kart stuff coming out tomorrow night. Then I'll play that. That That's may. True. Uh, that may. That may distract you. But no, I, I like. I like a lot of the characters in, in F Zero X. Another one. This was actually my friend. Uh, my friend Caleb was really liked this character because of his name. But uh, Doctor Clash is a cool character, also. Because his name is, because he has the Clash in his name, also, and he has and he has robot arms. He kind of looks like Doctor Octopus. He's a in in F Zero GX. He's a bartender. Like when you go into that crazy bar where everybody's hanging out, he's he's washing dishes. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a. I I like how they they like fully realized all the characters in the cutscenes in GX. Like that was what I love so much about it. And I wish they would make I wish they would make like an open world game where you could just walk around and go to bars with all the F Zero characters and talk to them and all that stuff. And do like cool side missions where you race around, and you can date them. <laughs> sure, there's a, there's like yeah, there's there's some there's some ladies in there. You could you could you could date them or date whoever. You could date Zoda, date an alien. I kind of do. Once I want to date Zoda and find out what's going on with the uh, date the skull person, James McCloud. I gotta be a home wrecker and date James McCloud, even though he's still technically married. Is he? I don't I don't know about I that. So. I don't know about the actual uh, 
F Zero. His wife lore. thinks he's dead, but oh, you mean like in, you mean in the Star Fox world? Because yeah. you could go date Miss Arrow and piss off Mister Arrow or yeah. su- Super Arrow and Miss Arrow. I know that there's a married. What couple if I dated in here. both of them, but neither of them knew that I was dating the other one? <laughs> and they both thought they were che- the secrets, and it turned into a thruple. There you go. But no, F Zero X. Yes, yeah, thruple. <laughs> Things move fast and. <laughs> FC real world yeah even relationships now it's I'm, I'm happy that it's on there and i hope people are playing it because it's really good and hopefully i don't think it's going to do anything but maybe nintendo will notice if people play it a lot that maybe some of us love f-zero still and we'd like to see a new one someday or at least like a re-release of of a gx with the ax stuff on there that'd be pretty cool i know that one you of the guys who jet x i know one of the guys who made it said they wanted to but that doesn't really even matter but yeah, I think that's enough about F-Zero X. Why don't we talk about this other HD game that came out that also has an X in it. Chex Quest HD. Oh. That's a game that came out, which I yes, got. Yes, long-awaited Chex Quest. Yeah, me too. I got it because I had some extra gold points, and I got it for like $2. So I got it for cheaper than... I mean, it's four ninety nine. It's not that expensive. But I thought it would be fun to stream it, and I did stream it, and I beat it in 73 minutes. Did you stream it with milk? No. It was a constant stream of milk <laughs> the whole time. No, no, it's a, I mean, it's an interesting game. It's not great, but I mean, it's okay, I guess, for uh, for what it is. I kind of wish that it looked like the original game did, because they kind of like updated it. Did they? Yeah, I wish there was an option to, to make it the old actual game as it was, but there's not, unfortunately. Because the old one was like a sprite-based thing, like kind of like, yeah, like Doom style. Doom. And, I, and I like the way that, I like the way it looks oh, better. Oh, did they change it? They changed it, yeah. yeah. So now it's fully 3D. So they did actually Aww. HD it. They like remade the game. So that was kind of that was kind of like oh, I wish I would. I wish there was the option to play both versions. I mean, come on, it's like a five dollar thing. Right. Because I did watch the uh, Angry Video Game Nerd video you sent, John, <clears throat> to the Slack, and he was putting it through the. There was like a mod for, yep. <laughs> for or whatever where he made it realistic. Like, well, made it like. To where they were actually like splattering and stuff. Like right. it was like super, super glory. <laughs> it was brutal checks quest. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were like exploding in like green slime. You know, it wasn't like just like generic blood or whatever. Like it was appropriate to the the bad guy being blown up. Yeah, there's no it, there's no violence in it. You uh just you just teleport everybody away. You zorch what right? happens. You zorch them. Yeah, you got your zorcher, which looks like a TV remote control. As the angry video game nerd said, and then you've also you've also got a spoon. Those are your starting weapons, mm-hmm. and you essentially can poke guys to death with a spoon. Um, I wouldn't recommend it. Gouge their eyes out. You'll, you'll die. You'll die pretty quickly if you do that. I actually tried doing that when I ran out of ammo. But there is actually some cooler weapons in there. There's like a larger remote that has a big like glowing battery on the side. That's kind of like a shotgun where you can take them out in one in one hit. There's also like a machine gun where you hold it with two hands and hit both buttons at once. There's like another gun that's like an even bigger machine gun that's really fucking loud. I noticed like the like the audio in the is game is that the audio in the game there is like a BFG in there, but that one's different. The audio in the game is like really low, like the songs are really low, and the special effects is higher, you know, than the than can the music than, the, than the music. Yeah, you can change it around, but when you play this, put this one gun out. It's so fucking loud. It's louder than anything else in the whole game. It's like. It's like super loud. That's it what it sounds like when you chew really annoying. It's really annoying. In your head. It's almost annoying, as annoying as eating checks. Well, what was your impression of the game having not played it before? Because I had the lens of nostalgia. And that's the whole reason that I even bought it. But mm-hmm. as a new game for you, what was it like? You know what? It was like, it's kind of one of those things that it's like, oh, this game is dumb, but it's also like kind of fun. That's, I guess that's what I, that's what I got from it. It's like, yeah, this game is kind of stupid, but it's also kind of cool. And it's, it's got its own sort of like old school charm to it, I guess. And I played, I beat it. 
there's only like six levels in the game. So what about, I think, did we already talk about on the show that it was a, one of the main programmers was a 17 year old. Yeah. We talked about that right. last week. Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. So, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty decent for that. And you can, and you can, uh, I guess you can pick the levels later. Like I, I don't know. Did you play much? Did you play much of it, John? Or did you just fuck around at the beginning? Not too much. I just, just enough to remember it. Maybe like 30 minutes. You were halfway there, man. Seriously, you could beat it in an hour. Like it's, and I died once. I died one time, so that's why that extra fifteen minutes is on there. Oh yeah, that's another thing that really sucks. There's no saving in this game whatsoever. Yeah, that's why I gave up. You can't, <laughs> you can't save. So if you die, you got to start at the beginning of the level. At the beginning of the they game, had to give yep. the, they had to give it the replay value. Not at the beginning of the game. Day. You got to start at the beginning of the level. So as long as you oh, beat okay. a level, you'll start at the level. And there is a level select that I saw when I started it. So. I'm sure that if like you beat a certain amount of levels, if you come back, you can pick whatever level you were on and go back to that one. But yeah, it's uh, there's no save anywhere. There's no save whatsoever. You just gotta. You just Do gotta you actually beat the gotta... final boss and everything. Oh, there's no boss. It just ends. Oh. <laughs> oh, is the final I mean, boss I guess, like a wall of? I guess no. I guess there kind of is. Yeah. No, you're right. The, yeah, there's like a boss that is like a a head in a wall of slime that I beat, mm-hmm. which I guess yeah, and then it's over. And I'm like, okay. But it has voice acting in it, which I was impressed with. I don't know. Any game that's like $5 that has a voice acting in it, I'm pretty impressed with, you know, because most of the time games that are that cheap don't have that type of thing. Yeah, I kind of wonder like what their development budget was because they may almost just be like breaking even if they're only selling it for five. Yeah. They said in the original, in the original Chex Quest, it, um, the Angry Video Game Nerd video said that the budget was 500000 for that game. And so I don't know what the budget for the new game was, but that provides some framework. 25 years ago, that would be like, I don't know how much today, probably a million and a half or something. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they did a pretty good pretty good job for, for a free packing game for a serial. And personally, I, I think the only people who should probably buy this game are people who played it back then and just want that nostalgia kick. Other than that, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'd enjoy it. But Trey said he enjoyed it. I've played worse games on the Switch. Yeah. I've I've been I've been uh you know tricked into buying all sorts of Doom wannabe games on there, and I've played much ones much worse than than Chex mm-hmm. HD. Like I think this one's actually better than most of the ones that I've gotten. Not the like you know not like the actual good ones, but there's some crappy ones that I've bought just to because they look cool, but then they play like shit. You know, like uh, it's definitely better than that pandemic shooter game that I got. That's way better yeah. than that game. Well, you that had game to get trash. That, so you could report on it. I guess. I mean, I didn't have to. <laughs> we needed to know about that game, and you were the one who took the sacrifice. <laughs> it was terrible, though. I haven't played it ever since. It's kind of like how you got COVID for the rest of us. Oh wait, John, you got it too. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I need to know. I needed to know what it was like. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I think it's, I think it's cool. I mean, for anybody who wants to see like what, what old. It actually reminds me a lot of like the freeware stuff for Doom and all that at the time. You know how you could like play through like a certain amount of levels on Doom or like Wolfenstein for free. Which when I was a I think kid, it I thought much was that I thought that was the whole game. Like when I was a kid, like I couldn't believe there was more to Doom. Yep. I, d- I just found it out recently, actually, just a few years ago. I thought that freeware version was the whole game, and that was how it ended. Me too. I thought the same for Wolfenstein, and I kept yeah. wondering, like, boy, they're really pushing this like other game the sequel game or whatever i didn't realize like that was the actual game they wanted you to buy more yeah it took me a long time to figure it out i mean i have doom i have doom one and two on switch so obviously i figured it out that there's more stuff on there through that but i remember i was like it was a few years ago before that came to switch i was just listening to a uh, retro knots and they were talking about doom and i was like oh that really that that was like the freeware version i thought that was the whole game and i thought somebody had just <laughs> stolen it for me and gave it to me you know because i played I played that whole part like over and over and over again, and I thought that was it. I thought you just, it was just like a few levels, you fight the boss, and then it's done. Same with Doom 2. But I don't know. It's, yeah, it's worth it to like 
to play a weird game that has aliens that you can zap away. That once came for free in my cereal box 25 years ago. I, like I, of all the games that I thought I would never see a re-release, would never play again, this is probably the top of the list. I mean, anything you can put anything on Switch, right? That's that's the world that we live in. Anything, anything yep. can go to Switch. It's really starting to seem that way. Yeah, I mean, uh, if it, it'll sell on Switch, like no matter what it is. I just it was kind of too weird of an idea for me to not try, and I was like, well, I, I could stream it also, so I just streamed it for fun. And yeah, I beat it. It's a uh, it's pretty quick beat. So uh, there you go. For anybody who wants to see credits early, you should definitely try it again and play it all the way through, John, because it's worth it. Some of those later weapons are cool. There is kind of a weapon. That's like the equivalent of like a BFG or like a or like a or like a rocket launcher, you know, where it'll take out multiple guys, but it doesn't like explode and it doesn't hurt you. And that was like my favorite weapon because I hate like grenade launchers and rocket launchers in these games because I always end up killing myself by accident by like shooting it next to a wall and blowing myself apart. But this one won't hurt me, so I can shoot it as mm. close to the guy as I want, and it'll take out multiple ones and it won't hurt me. So that's why mm. I like so that's why I like that weapon. And I hated that one that was really loud. But I had to be got to use it. sounds like a glass of warm milk in the form of an FPS. Got to use it sometime. Yeah, sort of, I guess. Sort of a comfort game. I kind of do want to play it now just because it's easy and I could probably beat it. And then I would feel good about myself. You can beat it in one sitting. That's what I did. Well, let's give, let's give me a little bit more time. I, I just saw a YouTube thing. I didn't look at it, but I was just kind of like just searching to see like, well, what does this game look like? You know, and, I, and somebody's like, play through. It's like playthrough of checks of checks uh, mix HD uh, or not HD, just checks mix in forty minutes, and I'm like, oh cool, I can beat it in an hour. Let's do it. So I did that. You can find that at uh, twitch.tv slash gentleman podcast. It'll be on there for however long it stays up there for. But yeah, it's it was it's fun for what it is. You know, like I said, it showed on the YouTube. It, it feels it feels old. I guess I could. It feels old, but it's uh it's got its own charm, I guess. Oh, and it's and the commentary's funny. Like there's a lady who like talks to you while you're playing it. I don't know if that must not have been in the original game, right? The the comments on the game, like the lady that talks to you, was she in the other one? Uh, I don't remember, but I was watching a video of the first one, and I know that there was um, voiceover for the for the main character that you play as Chex Man. Like he would comment throughout the game. Oh, the okay. Maybe, maybe they turn. Yeah. Maybe they turn the checks person into a lady, or maybe, or maybe the lady was the character. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody was talking to me through the whole game. They're like explaining, like you know, stupid stuff. It's like, oh, that's. Did you a- have your phone Bluetooth in? Maybe it's no. I don't have one of those. But uh, no, it was. Um, yeah, they they would like explain things. They're like, oh, that's a red key. Can you guess what that does? It oh, it opens red areas or whatever. They would like make jokes about how dumb the how dumb the items are and stuff like that. But she had some good ones. The the lady that was talking to me that I don't that I don't know who it was. And you could find these uh, TV screens that would have like messages on them, like in secret areas. I saved this one because it's like it's like a tongue twister with all W's. Be warned, we're watching with well intentioned worry exactly who's warming up with worthless waterlogged or waxy wares weekly written warming waivers reserved for this worthy will become widespread without willful compliance while the wayward wrongdoer is wrangled watch out wiretaps walkie-talkies and watchdogs will all wage war on this wretched wafting weasel this wanton worker's whereabouts will be worked out via whatever witness information can be weaponized my wrath awaits (laughs) wow that should have been your middle name (laughs) <laughs> there's a couple of them like this actually this is the w one but i found like an f one and an s one where it's just a whole bunch of words that are all the same all have the same letter and all that tongue twisters they call them yeah so it's yeah it's good for that but i, I recommend it for five dollars worth it and it doesn't try to charge you extra money like this other game that i got does 
segue. Uh, I got Chocobo GP, which is actually a great game. There's basically, there's a good game in there, and there's also like a Fortnite-style uh, free-to-play game in there as well that are right next to each other, which kind of have everybody confused, I guess, in that way. Because there's, um this. you see my notes are insane, pretty long on this, because trying to break down the complexity of of uh, Chocobo HP, or Chocobo GP is uh, kind of a long affair. But it's basically, it's kind of like, Mortal Kombat 11 and into where there's multiple different uh, currencies in the game that you can get. There's like the ones you gain from actually playing the game and there's ones that you can get from buying with real money, you know, and there's different ones that do different things. So there's like, there's the tickets that you get from playing the story mode, which I actually beat the story mode twice. I beat it on medium and hard mode just because you get in order to get all the characters, the regular characters for the story mode, you have to beat the story mode. And I got Cactuar as the final character and Cactuar is fucking Cactuar is fucking hilarious. Like that's probably one of the best characters in the whole game because you're this little cactus guy and you're running, like you have no car and you just run. And whenever you like, whenever you do the, um, you know, like the corner turn, like how you would like drift, like in Mario Kart, he kind of just like stops and does that, like that move. He like does little Mm -hmm. stance that he does in the games and it kind of just spins around on his one leg. It's hilarious. He was pretty much the metal slime of the final fantasy. Yeah. So uh, Cactuar, Cactuar being like a being like the final final character that you get like by beating the story mode on hard was pretty amazing. Like I really like that as a as like a send off. Did you grind on with Cactuar and Final Fantasy VI to like get all the? Because uh, he gives you a lot of um, MP or whatever it's called that you use for the to learn the spells with the espers. What you use for the what? Because remember, there's like a separate. I remember. Uh, I remember finding Cactuar like actually like looking for him. Well, I. I use I use the strategy guy too. And yeah, like, I had the guy. This little patch of the desert, and this is how you can teach everybody Ultima pretty much by grinding on Cactuar. No pun intended. And I, uh, that's I remember, what I did. I remember there was a forest area that was shaped like a like a dinosaur head that you would go. That that's where I would grind at because it had like really high level monsters. Cactuar was probably there too, but the Velt was probably a good place to grind because it has all the monsters. Yeah, well, that's how you can get all the stuff for what's his head for that guy who gets all, gets all the stuff. We're not Guar, whatever it was. He says Gua. That's why I thought Guar. I yeah. can't remember his name, though. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. I'm going to remember Wait, it Maybe later. his name is Gua. It's not Gua. I will, I will remember it after after we're already, when I'm editing this, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Like, why did I say so many dumb stuff? Oh, it is Gao. G-A-U. Isn't that what you said? I said you, it wrong. You said Gua. Well, I said Gua, so yeah, I said it wrong. G-A-U. So Gao. But Gao is not in the game. But... <laughs> But Terra is there's there's a lot of different characters in the game like most and she's in her Magitek armor right she is in her Magitek armor though she's in there but I haven't used her as much because um she has like low acceleration and high speed and I really don't like using those characters like the heavier characters from Mario Kart you know she's she's more like um like Wario and Bowser and all them because I don't That's like weird. I don't like using those because it takes forever to get fast and you know you're gonna get hit by a bunch of shit in this so it's better not to but you can buy different carts you can buy two different carts for everybody one that has higher acceleration and one that has like higher speed so you can get like a speed cart and an acceleration cart so you can make her a little bit better but my favorite character was uh was camilla who's basically the female chocobo and she has uh she has roller she has roller skates roller blades i think actually in the game but but she has like super high super high grip and super high acceleration that's how i was able to beat the 150 cc stuff on mario on mario 8 uh or whatever it's called deluxe is by using characters that have high acceleration and high grip, so you can so you can mm-hmm. like you know turn really easily. That's like the only way I could beat like the Rainbow Road the and carts. stuff like that. I use the the tiny wheels and tiny characters. Yeah, there's a car that I really like in Mario Kart when I race with 
Wario, and it's um, it's one of the official ones. I can't remember what the brand was, but remember, there's like actual cars the BMWs, BMWs. Yeah, it's one of the BMWs. Like, it's a great car in the game. Yeah, that, that's how I do. That's how I do it in Mario Kart. And actually, we played a uh, Jess and I. We played a little bit of Chocobo GP because I wanted her to try it, and uh, and they thought it was a little bit too. Um, it wasn't quite Mario Kart. So we right. so so we played. You guys can play. Yeah. So you we can played play the actual Mario Kart. So we played Mario Kart after that. And Mario Kart feels incredibly loose after playing Chocobo GP for a long time. So it's tighter. So the control is tighter on Chocobo than uh, Mario Kart, yeah. So I, I found that I found that kind of weird between the two of them, but they kinda they kinda control pretty similarly. One thing that's cool about Chocobo is all the characters have their own special their own uh, special moves per character, like the same as uh it's like Sonic and Sega All Star Racing, so it's kind of a combination of that and and Mario Kart. You've been making sure the auto the uh, turn assist and everything's turned off, right? There's no turn assist. Thank you, thank God. There's no turn assist mm-hmm. in Chocobo GP because every time we play Mario Kart Eight, it always it automatically puts it on there for second player, and I always fucking race with it, and it always feels so wrong. Like I, I raced like three races today. I'm like, God damn it, the fucking turn assist is on there because it's a because it's like a it's a little like um you know, uh, antenna on the back of your car that you don't notice. And as I'm like, why does everything fucking control like shit on this? And I'm like, oh yeah, because the stupid fucking turn assist, like, I wish I could just turn that off forever. I mean, it'll stay off on single player, but when you put, when you have other people on there, it'll, it'll come, it'll automatically be on, which is is the dumbest thing ever. stupid. Yeah. So look out for that when you're playing the Mario Kart, new Mario Kart levels that will come out when this, by the time this is posted, I'm sure. But yeah, there's there's like nine different there's not like nine different race types, like race locations, and each of those have like four or five different varieties of races. It's kind of like the original Mario Kart, you know, where there's like where there's like four different Mario, mm-hmm. you know, Mario levels or whatever that have different race tracks. That's kind of how this works. There's like Sid's there's like Sid's farm or Sid's test track, you know, Sid's in there. He's a playable character. That's cool. You go to uh Golden Saucer, that's one of them that kind of looks that kind of looks like Rainbow Road mm-hmm. a little bit, but not much. Um, there's also like the uh, there's like the celestial area that has like the world tree in the middle and all that stuff. There's the Chocobo Farm. There's Zozo from uh, Final Fantasy VI, which is pretty cool. And oh, has cool. It has that same song in there. So you get to go to the place where everybody lies, uh, <laughs> and there and there's like a little manholes that shoot water out of it all over the place that you got to look out for, and like tires falling from the sky. Remember those giant bad guys? Are they in there? Like those really huge bad guys you kept having to fight in Zozo? You know what I'm talking about? I thought they were all pretty big. The only thing I really remember about Zozo is everybody lies to you and you can only use magic. Mm-hmm. And that and there's that tower that's like really annoying to beat. I hate Zozo. So I, I hated that level, yeah. <laughs> but but that but that, that's in there. Um Zozo and the uh floating continent. They're like the two worst parts of the game. Oh yeah, floating continent sucks too. Yeah, so like Zozo's in there. Um yeah, different 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 places like that. Oh, oh! There's the bridge, the the big bridge from Final Fantasy IV. That's in there also, which is cool because that has a great song and the soundtrack's really cool. There's like a theme song in there that I guess some people are annoyed by. I don't know. I think it kind of grows on you after a while, but it's like it's very much an anime song, singing about all the characters and how they're, you know, all the different things that they're racing on and and all of the uh, all the weapons that you get in the game are based around like spells from from Final Fantasy. So they're basically like Magicite. Well, I guess you collect Magicite, but you also get um, moves that you can upgrade as you go, which is pretty cool. Like, I always like that idea. So you can get the fire spell, but then you can get, like, Fyraga and, like, all those other ones. Like, you can level it up two times, so you can make it bigger. Like, it starts as one, and you can have level two and level three to it. And you have three spots, that you so you can carry three things. 
at any time or like three levels of one thing so that's kind of cool and there's like a warp there's a warp thing where you could where you can create like a blue warp that you go through and it kind of skips part of the race for you and it'll it'll release two warps a, a blue warp and a red warp and if you get in the red warp you actually have to go back on the racetrack which is kind of annoying but you can actually steal other people's warps when they when they put it on the course so that's pretty cool but it's i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of complexity to the to the stuff there there's no blue shells which is awesome uh, so there's no ultimate uh, first player death move, which is always really annoying in Mario Kart. It kind of reminds me of uh, that uh, that racing game for PlayStation 3, uh, Mod Nation Racers. That's what it was called. I thought that game was really, really good because it was like a Mario Kart style game, but it was different enough. It had a similar thing where you could where you could upgrade like each of your powers that you get. And you could also like and there was no like single player like death move there's no like blue shell or anything like that and you can create your own characters as well and create and create all your levels you can share them online and it was really cool it, it kind of reminds me of that game except you can't create your own racers and racetracks but the way that the the way that the moves work are like that and there's a warp move in that game as well where you can where you can skip parts of the race and it really helps to use that skip thing on because there are some turns that are kind of hard in uh in golden saucer and you can use it and like skip the turn and then just like end up like right on the you can kind of do it to skip people like on the on the uh, finish line too which i've done it for so so that's pretty cool even though i ran into a weird glitch that happens sometimes on golden saucer where sometimes on golden saucer when you cross the finish line on the third track it'll go back to the second track and you have to go through the whole thing again but everybody else will finish before you so you'll have to finish eighth it's happened to me like five times and I'm like, what the fuck? I was I needed to make a video of it and put it up and like call Square out on it and be like, what the fuck is this? It's a really weird glitch. Where sometimes when you cross the finish line on the third lap, it won't count. And it'll say that you're still on the third lap and you got all the go all the way around again. It sucks yeah. for when you're because it's a really hard race and like when you get to the end and that kind of fucks you over, it's like, what the fuck? That's a pretty shitty glitch. It's a terrible glitch, but it's only worked it's only done that for the golden saucer, so I don't know why I don't know why that isn't. Did there. you capture it? I think it's in my stream, possibly. Cool. Because I, I most of the time I don't notice it until I've already like crossed the finish line, you know. And it's I'm trying to get a 30 second capture of it if it happens again. I know they're doing they're doing a lot of stuff to try to fix the game because a lot of people got mad about the uh, about the microtransaction stuff. Which basically, so there's two versions. There's like a light free version which everybody can play for free. Which I had that I had that from the Japanese eShop, so I was able to play that before I played the regular game. So that was cool. So I got to try it out like 12 hours in advance and all that, you know. And it, so I know in the light version, you get to play as three characters. You can play as Chocobo, uh, Sherma, and uh, Alta, I think, or Atla, which is which is one of the one of the Moogles. So you, you get three people to pick from, and uh, and you can play the very first uh, level of the story mode, which is basically the tutorial. You can play the tutorial, and that's it. But the cool thing is that you can play the 64-player online mode, which is this thing that's kind of like Fortnite. It's kind of like Fortnite in the way where there's like a free pass that gets you a certain amount of stuff for every level that you gain. And then there's like a battle pass, which is called like the prize pass, which when you get the game, they give you enough mithril coin or whatever mithril shit to buy it with. So you can get it for free, which I did, but then you got to grind to get the different characters. But there's another version that's like the super prize pass that's $25. And if you buy that, you automatically get Squall and Cloud. That's that's the trick that everybody's like kind of pissed off about. Because in order to get, because I, I got Squall, like Squall wasn't that hard to get. You just have to raise enough money to buy him. I think he's like three thousand gil or something like that. And you get gil every time you do 
like anytime you cre complete a level or anytime you do any of the there's like daily challenges and stuff that'll be like race the chocobo gp like three times three times a day or like or do like 10 different nice drifts or like do or like you can jump off of the top of the ramps like you do in mario kart like like do that 10 times and you get another like 300 dollars or whatever they give you money through that so you can easily raise money to get uh get squall but in order to get cloud you have to get to level 60 <laughs> on the battle pass wow. and i and i'm at like level 17 and i've played been playing the shit out of this game like i don't that's why i called myself the cloud chaser earlier is my nickname is i don't think i'm ever going to get to cloud i don't i don't i don't see myself actually getting to level 60 and if you get to level at level 60 you get cloud but if you get to like level 90 and like level 120 you can get the variations of clouds like motorcycle i'm like how the fuck would you ever get that far so that's kind of how it seems a little bit shady, like where it's like, well, you can pay $25 and get him, or you can grind forever and get to level 60 and then unlock him, which I don't, and they, apparently they're giving you two months time from the, from the release till the next season for you to get cloud. And then everything resets probably, right? Yeah. And, and you, and you have to buy the season pass with Mithril, which as of right now, you can only get Mithril from paying money into it from actually like paying cash to get mithril so it's like but i guess they changed that i heard they went back on it now they're gonna make it so you can earn your own mithril which is good because i don't want to pay for the fucking prize pass or whatever i don't want to put any extra money in this you know so it's like that's what i was saying it's it's weird because the game in itself is really fun to play like i like the story mode and like and there's a shit ton of grand prix there's like 10 of them like there's like there's a bunch of them and they get really really hard like I got to like the Shinra series and I can't even beat it. Like it's, it's, it feels like the, like the difficulty is going up every time you get another one. And I, and I never got to the end of them, but there's, there's like the series, the Grand Prix stuff and there's the story mode, which is all really good. And you can get a ton of characters from the story mode, you know, as like old school unlockable stuff. And then there's the Chocobo GP, which is a 64 player thing that has like the tri and macro transactions and all that attached to it. So it's kind of like, it's weird. There's like, this good regular game here, and then there's this other like really stupid decision area in the in the GP stuff, which is fun. I mean, I think it's decent the way it works. Like you're you races eight people together, and whoever's in the top four gets to go on to the next level. And there's like four different levels, so like you start off at the bottom and you keep going. And, and if you get to the fourth level, that's the eight. That's the last eight people. So whoever like places there wins the whole thing. So if you get in first, then you'll win like the Chocobo GP. It's a bit like Fall Guys, but racing. Is that how Fall Guys works? I guess I didn't. I yeah. never played that. Mm -hmm. So, so that's how you do it. And I've been playing a lot of the online stuff. I think it's fun to do. It's just it just takes forever for you to level up. But I think they they made it to where you're going to get more experience points now. I guess I went up like four levels last night just fucking around for like a couple hours. So I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep trying to get to level sixty. Let's see. We'll we'll see how uh, how long that takes. But and how much it scales as it goes. But so, supposedly they're gonna add. They're gonna make it easier for you to level up. And they're also going to let you be able to unlock Mithril with by not actually paying for it. So they've already responded to all the hate of it. And they gave you 500 extra Mithril points as well, like right after people started complaining about it. And you can actually use Mithril to up to, to buy levels as well. Which So I used all that Mithril on buying more levels to try to push me farther. But you get more experience points depending on like how many times you win and like however you place and all that stuff. And that's the online. That's the, that's the Fortnite version of it in there. So... I remember you saying a few weeks ago that we could play this game with you multiplayer. Is that we have to download the free version and then we can play the solo version? Or is there like a light version of 
the other dude. The light version is the free version. So you can download okay. you can download the light version for free from the eShop right this now. This is the Fortnite one. And and yeah, with the light version, you can play the Chocobo GP with three playable characters. That's the only characters that you get. Okay. And you can play the first level of the story mode in there. And you can do Which local you can races. do local multiplayer in there as of right now. So you would have to be in the same room with me to play. But when they when uh, Square responded to all the complaints about the game, they said they were going to change that to where in the free version you can play on online. You can play online with your friends. So supposedly that's going to be in an update later, to okay. where you will be able to play online with me. I'll get it just through, to through the free version. The multiplayer, yeah. yeah, but I mean at least try out the Jokobo GP on there. Like I said, it's fun, but it's kind of it kind of sucks that they try to steer you towards I mean, free. spending a lot more money on it. But I think well, the steering is what you do in racing. Games. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a no pun intended, but pun intended, I guess. And I, I like the story mode. Like I know, I guess some people like said it was kind of dumb, but I thought it was funny. Cause it's, it's, it's basically full of, it's basically like all final fantasy, like uh inside jokes, like fan service stuff, you know, but yeah. Who's expecting it to be a good story mode. It's a racing game. Like I thought it was kind of funny actually. Like they do mm-hmm. some, like there's a character in there called Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh is like the main bad guy of final fantasy five, I think. And the joke is that nobody remembers who Gilgamesh is probably because final fantasy five didn't really come out here properly. Mm-hmm. So every time he shows up in the story, he's like, Oh, it's me Gilgamesh. And they're like, who are you? Who are you? And it keeps like cutting from all the different characters saying, who are you? And, and the game, the game ends with like a, it's kind of like a Fast Times at Ridgemont High like ending where it tells you like what happened to the characters oh, after yeah. after the game ended and it goes really fast. It's really hard to read all of it before it goes away. They got they got a really uh I don't know, they got a lot of faith in your reading abilities here. Like I actually had to watch it a couple times like to and I and I actually tried capturing it because it was so fast that I didn't catch all of it mm-hmm. and I wanted to read it because they were actually funny and I thought they were written well and all that. But they talk about how Gilgamesh ends up becoming a stand-up comic and that's like his routine is about how people can't remember his name and he goes around he ends up going on tour like to try Hawk. to he he goes on tour to try to get everybody to remember who he is and I thought that was kind of funny that they like it's all kind of callback jokes and stuff like that which I like so and like all of the um the main like gods of Final Fantasy are in there like the different uh whatever you'd call them uh, espers I guess right like Rama and like Ifrit and like Shiva and Titan like they're all in there so you can play as the different characters and there's like an ultima move that you can use as well that you can you know you can hit people with and all that and there's a doom move where you can basically that's basically their equivalent to uh the blue shell but the cool thing about the doom move is so that there's a blue shell huh well so there is i was going to say the doom move it only it only if you do it it happens to the person in front of you or the person behind you if you're in first place but only to okay. the very only to the person that's in front of you one place like it's not going to go to whoever's in first so it won't constantly hit whoever's in the lead. You but know? It's a, is it a seeking move or do you have to aim it? It just automatically targets whoever's in, whoever's in front of you. Like there's, you don't shoot it. It just automatically appears above them. It's like the doom move, you know, where it's a. Right. Cause you could, if you did vanish doom instead of vanish XO and you could get their drops. Yeah. It's like, you know, where the guy appears above your head and it starts counting down. Mm-hmm. It does the same thing. And you have to jump. If you jump a certain amount of times before the countdown goes, you can make it go away. But it still kind of fucks up your driving because you have to do that. But if you let it count down all the way, it'll like take this scythe like through the middle of your cart and you kind of get like flipped over and it takes you a while to that's another thing that annoyed me. It kind of takes it takes longer than most games for you to get back in your cart and to get moving again. Like I thought like that was really slow. So that was kind of something that I had to get used to. But um but Camilla, the character that I play as, she's really fast. Like 
she's wearing her skates, so she didn't have to get back in her car. She just kind of gets back up and keeps going. So I feel like she had a better like turnaround versus the other characters. Because I was using Titan for a while because he has really good acceleration also. But they have all of their moves are like pretty unique, I think. Like all the personalized special moves and all that stuff. It kind of sucks because I think it's a good game just being overshadowed by all these really dumb decisions as far as like microtransactions go like that's kind of how i feel about it because because i've been playing the shit out of it like i've been having a great time with it and but it's just like it's just kind of stupid this all this other stuff that's in there which seems real sh- real shitty you know it's where it's like oh you like cloud well here play an x ex- pay an extra 25 dollars on top of this 50 dollar game to get cloud it's like it's like fuck you cactuar is better you get cactuar for free you just gotta beat the game twice on the on the hard mode or whatever it's it's kind of a it's one of those weird things like that uh it's getting a lot of flack for it, but they're they're already they're already doing things to try to fix the game. So, but I, I'm still I'm still enjoying it a lot. So I think it, I think it's a good game. I mean, will I forget about it when the new uh, Mario Kart races come out? Uh, you know who knows. I, I I don't think I'll completely forget about it because that's only a couple days away, and I've still been I've been rocking this game. So, but I, I recommend everybody try out the Light Pass at least. Like you can at least like play some of the Chocobo GP stuff and see what it's about. And I think it does a similar thing like a Mario Kart or not Mario Kart like Mario Golf where it changes the levels that you're in like every half hour, hour or whatever depending on what's. Because I felt like I was racing a lot of the same places last night when I was doing it, and then it'll kind of change like every thirty minutes. So. But they did say they were going to add more stuff in Season 2. Like, they're going to add more racetracks and more characters. So I just hope it's not going to be... They're not going to expect you to shell out, like, another, like, 20 bucks or something like that. Because I was under the impression... And, oh, another kind of shitty thing that they did is they didn't really tell anybody about the prize passes and all that. So they sent out a review copy that didn't have any of that shit on there. So people kind of reviewed it as a good game because they just played the story mode and the series stuff and all that. But they didn't know anything about the online mode. So that was kind of shitty, and then I saw saw I saw some people like do do like new re- new reviews with the online mode put on there because they didn't put it in there in the in the review stuff they sent out. So that's kind of that's kind of shitty. Like that seems like what are you you know you're ob- you obviously know you're doing something wrong here if you're hiding it you know against the reviewers and all that. So like I said, it's it's a good game that's got dumb decisions. It's like you know it kind of reminds me a little bit of the of the, of the uh, Grand Theft Auto trilogy. You know where there's a there's some good in there. It's just put together in a really dumb way. <laughs> you know, and it's like, why Why did you do that? Even though I do actually think it looks good. Like, I don't think the graphics look like Grand Theft Auto did when it came out for Switch originally. But but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it. I, I was under the impression when it got the review, they said that there was a, a season pass where you could get Squall or Cloud. I, I thought it was going to be like a Hyrule Warriors where I could just throw down an extra 20 bucks and that's just going to give me whatever the new DLC is for like the next year or two. You know, I, I was willing to do that. But if it's going to be this thing where they add, where you have to do it and you have to grind or whatever, I don't know. I don't feel that. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how I feel about it in a month or in two months whenever they bring season two around. See see where it is on that. But but yeah, that's uh, I think that's enough rambling and for, for me about uh, Chocobo GP. Like I said, uh, play the light version. Try it out. You can try it out for free. Just just play the play the Chocobo GP through the light version. See what you think. I think Sherm is a cool character that's on there. Uh, she's like a white mage. I think she she's supposedly from the other from the other games. Uh, or she's from the from the Chocobo game, so she's from like Chocobo Dungeon or or mm-hmm. like World of Final Fantasy and all that shit. Like she's been in all these other side stuff. But uh, Vivi's in there from Final Fantasy Nine. Uh, Steiner's in there also. You can unlock both of them for free. Um, uh, Sid Sid is a playable character. I said Terra's in there also. 
uh, one of the, the Esper that you find in Final Fantasy VI that's referred to as Terra's dad, like he's in there also as a racer. Uh, Camilla's dad, who's like a chocobo that's riding a tractor, you can play as him also. He's an unlockable character. There's just some like silly ass characters there in there, and Cactuar. Cactuar is really cool too. So you know they included stuff from a lot of the a lot of the different Final Fantasies, of course. But they had to make seven and eight be the be the annoying ones to get. But I, th- I think you would get a kick out of the story just because, like I said, it plays on Final Fantasy lore which is cool. And I guess the only thing... I'll try it out. The only thing else that I played was uh, I started playing Time Loader, which is my next review code for uh, for Nintendo World Report. So I've been playing that game. I don't want to give uh, give away too much of the... because I haven't written the review yet of it, but it's basically you're this little robot hand thing. It's like a little clamp thing that has wheels. And uh, it's the story is that the scientist... The scientist person, I guess he fell off of his house when he was a kid. And uh, he became uh, disabled, couldn't use his legs, and he wanted to go back in time and fix that to where he would have not fallen off of his house and he would still be able to use his legs is the idea. So you send this robot back in time through like a time-traveling microwave. It looked like a microwave, and it turns out later that it is actually a microwave. But uh, you have to go back in time to stop this event from happening, so it's kind of like, it's almost kind of like Quantum Trigger. It's like Quantum Leap meets a chibi robo a little bit because it has where you're you know where you're a little robot going around like a regular house but it's all 2 2d you know so it kind of has that I feel, remember that in feel chrono trigger it. when you go back in time and can save lupa's mom from having the accident where she lost the use of her legs oh yeah 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 i remember you that one was really hard because you had to do the buttons in the right way and it's mm-hmm. it's really you know, nerve-wracking yeah i remember you talking about that really sad too because it was her dad like it was her husband who made this like invention that ended up paralyzing her so it's similar to that. Like you, I guess like you slip on a car, you, you, you slip like on a race car, like on a little like toy car. So you have to eliminate the toy car and then it'll be like, okay, well this time you try to get the, you try to get the kite off of the, off of the top of the building and you get electrocuted and you still fall and get hurt. So you have to like turn off the electricity. And then the next time, like you do the same thing and the cat scares you and you have to like eliminate the cat sort of, we well, have to get the cat out of there, but it does, I guess it's in the first chapter, so it's not that much spoiler. Basically, what happens is you accidentally kill the cat, and the future takes a dark turn, and you go back to the future, and everything's fucked, and everybody's dead. So you have to go back and try to fix everything after that, because the cat dying basically sent everything into a terrible world to where all the characters are dead in the future. So, so, so by the third, That's hilarious. So the third part of it, you have to count. You have to go back and stop yourself basically stop yourself from doing what you did originally which i haven't gotten to that part yet but it I, it explained it but yeah but you're supposed to you're supposed to stop what yourself was doing but also not see yourself so you don't it's have the caterfly the, effect so you don't back have the, the whole two. like back to the future 2 thing <laughs> yeah you're not supposed to see the other one so it's interesting but it it moves incredibly slowly like that was something that kind of bugged me about it, is the the little robot thing moves really really slow and the jumping's kind of floaty and kind of hard to like land and Sometimes the puzzles seem really clunky. Like there are a lot of times where I kind of just went up a wall, which I don't think I'm supposed to do it. But if you just push a certain way and kind of hit jump enough times, you'll kind of just jump up a wall that I don't think you're supposed to do. But that's how I solved some of them. So I don't know. But this, some Skyrim shit there. But the story in itself is, is cool, I guess. I don't know. It's cool to do be doing another review, though. But that's that's the other one that I had for the week. What else do you want to talk about, John? Do Say whatever you have to say, and we'll take a break and then talk about the other stuff. Um, well, let's see. I watched Gaming Wall Street, which, as you said, it was a really good movie, really informative. We talked about it last uh, week. Do, do you feel incredibly depressed after you watched it like I did? About Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. About the evils of Wall Street and uh, little little that we know. I guess they try to like end it in a positive way, where they're like, "Well, we uh, we uncovered some of it. Hopefully, somebody else will." It's like, well, just uh, it makes it makes you real hesitant to buy stock because you might 
not actually own stock. It's what that movie taught me. Is <laughs> that depending on where you buy it from, you may think that you own it, but you might not actually own it because a lot of people make money. Stocks. A lot of people make money off of uh, you know, telling you that you have something that you don't actually have. <laughs> you I want to say it on here because I'm proud. I got rid of all my crypto. I don't have any crypto. Oh, there you go. Nice. Did you make yeah, anything I sold off from my it? crypto? No, I lost about fifteen dollars, but whatever. That's not that bad considering it was like a year. I mean, you spent like two hundred bucks on it, though, right? Yeah, and I got about well after they because they tax you and stuff. You have to pay the taxes up front. It ended up being like one sixty something that I got. You didn't lose too much. I didn't lose too much, but I was like, I just want that money back in my bank account. I don't want it sitting in this super like volatile market yeah really you don't want to invest in in fake money i just i don't know as much shit as i've been talking about nfts on the show i'm like i can't have bitcoin and keep talking shit about nfts at the same time i feel like a hypocrite doesn't bitcoin also like uh support russia in a way but I, was, I, was I wouldn't be surprised like, it's kind of like i mean yeah. it's very off the grid so to speak so they really want to they probably are being apolitical and benefiting whomever wants to pay i think that I some guess. i think that some bitcoin support putin or something like that this is what I, what I, I wouldn't be surprised. Certain cryptos, you mean? What did I say? Bitcoin? Yeah. Or crypto, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing, right? Bitcoin and crypto. It's, it's, it's all on the same blockchain, which is the shitty thing, I guess, from what I understand. My limited understanding. Well, I'm glad you got out of that, and it didn't hurt you too much. No. I just, honestly, I, I uh, not to diverge too much, but we went out of town last week, and I just wanted a little extra money to spend. I was like, well, I can spend this money if I just Sell your stop crypto. having Bitcoin right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, it it was like gaining money because you had invested in it so long ago. It was that, more money to spend like, you know, it's like on get, fun stuff. Getting trip, money back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, so I, I enjoyed the movie. I recommend it to anybody who, who wants to know a little bit more about that stuff. The other thing that I watched was I watched most of season two of Mythic Quest. I got three episodes to go. Um, I'm over at my sister's house and she's got Apple TV, so I was able to jump back into that show. And I'm really... I really like that show. I, I give. I recommend it before. I recommend it again. They do interesting things in there. Like sometimes um, they'll take. You know, basically, the format is like it's a you know it's a workplace comedy where it takes place at MMO studio. They make up an MMORPG called Mythic West. And every once in a while, they'll go off and diverge and make like one episode all about one character, where it's almost like a mini movie. And they'll start it out where you, you kind of don't know. Uh, like where you are or what time period or whatever it's like totally something different then you realize oh wait but they're actually talking about this character and they're actually providing a little bit more backstory and so they get inventive with it get they get creative and i appreciate that it's a really cool show yeah i, th- I was a. Uh, I don't know what the, how the tr- how long the trial lasts for on uh apple tv i was gonna get the trial just so i could watch some of the oscar stuff because i really want to see coda and coda's only on apple tv unfortunately and i wanted to watch the um the tragedy of Macbeth also which is only on apple tv so i was gonna try to like get it for like a week or whatever to get i don't know because i've never tried it so i i have a have a trial in there i don't know how long it yeah. lasts for was that the one it, with denzel washington it is smackers yeah yeah, that's yeah, that what, one. the guy we met at. Uh, the, I feel bad forgetting his name now. Brian, that we interviewed. Brian Thompson, I think is his name. He said he was in a scene in that movie. Yeah, he does a scene with Denzel. Wow. Yeah, Brian Thompson. Uh, it's a, yeah, and it's well, it's a Coen Brothers also. But I really, yeah, you I, mentioned that. I really want to see the Coda movie actually more than that movie. But yeah, it looks good. Too. That one's on there as well. So maybe I'll try it out. You should also talk about uh playing Kirby games with your with your nephew. That you said about on the Slack played like Superstar and Dinoblade and uh, the NES game. Oh, you only yeah, talked about you, you only talked about the, the demo. Yeah, he enjoyed it. He was in the mood for Kirby. 
because he just, uh, you know, he, he loved the game. He loved the demo and wanted to check out some of the other ones. And so I brought over my my Switch and, and the, the controllers and everything, the Super Nintendo controller and the NES controller. And I told him to play the original Kirby. Now, did uh, you mean that when you say the original one, are you talking about the NES one or are you talking about the Game Boy one? Because the Game Boy, uh, the Game yeah, Boy yeah, one, I, I was going to say the yeah. original one is actually on uh, the Superstar game that's on Super Nintendo. So if you did want to play no, the I original one, it's called Spring Breeze because, mm-hmm. as you said before, it's incredibly easy. So they named it as that, Spring Breeze. It's the original game, but with the copy ability added. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you could you could no, be we're, like, we're, here's the original game. We were playing the uh, NES version, and so I gave him the controller. I don't think you'd ever seen one before uh he played with it for about 10 seconds and then he kind of stopped and looked at it and he said this is confusing (laughs) (laughs) he just i guess he was flummoxed at the fact that there was only two buttons that he could use so were you like it's so much easier there's only two buttons you don't have to memorize as much two buttons jump and inhale boom that's all you need yeah he got it eventually and he enjoyed the original kirby games so he's all about kirby now I mean, yeah, that's that's good because he'll force you to see some of the uh, the older Kirby stuff that's yep. worth taking a look at. I th- I still think Superstar is really really good, and I think that NES game is really good too. So that's cool. Kirby's a nice wholesome game for him to like as a kid too. Like, it's a great, uh, they're great multiplayer the games. You can get into, I, I I would give two thumbs up to Kirby. I was gonna say like, I mean, I don't think you probably don't have a Wii like like a Wii that's accessible there or anything like that, but I would recommend getting. Kirby's uh Kirby's Epic Yarn. Like that's game is a lot of fun to play mm. multiplayer. Like Jess and I played that game and had a great time with it. So and you can get it for like nothing. Like it's so cheap. I mean you could probably get it for like there's one going for eight dollars for just the disc on Wii. I don't know if they have a Wii there, but I'm just saying that would be a fun one to play with him if he's if he's interested in those in those games. It's a pretty easy game, but I think it's cool and fun. It looks really nice too. Yeah, and it looks it looks really good. So that's a recommend that I say for that. But sounds like those dogs need to do something. So let's take a break yep. and then we'll come back and talk about the rest of the news and Elden. And I have to feed course. my cat, so I get it. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Break time. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. 
Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Domain. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Ah! Ah! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! We are back. So, what have you been doing, Jeremy? I know you've not been doing Nintendo stuff. Well, I guess that uh, I spied on you. at least for the next few weeks, like ten days of no Switch. Yeah, it's I think I mostly I'm just going to be giving an Elden Ring update. I don't have to get as in detail as I did last week. Last week I was kind of like grasping for straws, but I really, when I listened back to it, I like I think I did a pretty good job explaining my experience so far. I, I would I would think that you would want to play Mario Kart Eight for the new courses that are added. i will play it i will play it i also want to try out chocobo i was gonna say that's a requirement for next week you y'all got to play the new races i well, will we're getting them all for free because i so. didn't pay for it so or i him. did pay for it rather i should say so i'm owed it it's included with the expansion pack but yeah i paid for it it's mine i'm actually really excited about playing the new mario kart or the new old mario kart races this weekend Same. so because they're going to be actual new races because yeah well the uh, apparently the mario kart game. the mario kart tour ones are completely different so completely different from the phone one so that's should be cool they said it's going to be it's not going to be as minimal as, as the phone because i guess the the mario kart tour levels like have different versions and i think they're all going to be put into one is what i heard for this new one so so i'm excited and i want to play uh coconut mall again i like that level for we just bring back the me <laughs> i want to navigate them in the the parking lot last last friday jess and i we we drank way too much whiskey and we played a golf or we played bowling we played Wii bowling Wii U bowling but Wii U sports club bowling because i had that game and i never and i'd never really played it well we played it a little bit but i wanted to play it and i was yeah i was telling them about uh mario kart Wii and about how you could use a me in mario kart Wii, and all the characters would turn into me's do you remember that do you remember that thing I feel like that was the 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 ultimate like cusp of me dumb was in it Mario was. Kart Wii because if you raced as a me in Mario Kart Wii, all of the characters and all the levels would turn into me's. So like a statue of Luigi would all of a sudden be a statue of like John, Luigi, or like Jeremy or something, or it would show like a picture of Mario and and Peach, and all of a sudden it would be like your friend Darren and Jessica or something like that. Like it was, I thought it was cool because it would turn everybody in the game into me's if you played as a me. So it kind of opened it up to people that maybe don't care about Mario characters, you know, who would buy Mario Kart if you didn't, but you could play as yourself and then all of a sudden your friends would be in the game and it would be like, you know, Mario Kart. it'd be like Fidel's in a way, raceway or whatever instead of, Smash Ultimate, instead of Luigi's, you, you know. So, so I always thought that was a really cool effect and they never did it again after that. Like I thought it was so neat that it would just automatically turn it. Like if you had a cool me roster that you made, 
or if you made like cool like celebrity ones or friends or whatever, all of a sudden they were everywhere in the game. And it was just, I thought it was a really neat, even like statues, like even 3D statues, their heads would turn into me heads. So I thought that was really neat. But anyway, Elden Ring, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, that's all I play this week. And I wanted to clear up very early on, make sure I say it. I beat Margaret the Fell. Margaret the Fell. So Margaret was Fell. really hard. It took me a lot of tries. I had to come back once I understood how to play better. I think that was the biggest thing. But I had also gotten up to level 45. So I'm also like nothing to throw a stick at as far as like, yeah, I've done I've done my grinding. I've done what I'm supposed to do. Um, so I go I go back to Margaret. It still took me like 15 or 20 tries. But as, as, as I was saying last week, I'm either grinding or I'm like progressing. I'm never doing both at the same time. You know, there's a little bit of experience accumulation happening when i do progress but when i'm serious about getting those levels or buying gear because it's also your money um then i i just that's my game i just grind but i got to 45 and i'm finally like you know what i'm gonna go back up to try beat market i did that every like five levels or so i'd go and try one round and get my ass handed to me and say okay i gotta go back well i also learned there's a summon spot where you summon an NPC to help you out. And all the big bosses have one of these, I guess, in the game. Some people th- call it cheating. I don't call it cheating. I think it's great. I think everything is, I mean, all bets are off, in right? Game, in in Elden cheating, Ring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any way you can uh, cheese the bosses or the or the uh, enemies or whatever is what I've heard is just do right. it. I mean, that's how I feel too in any game because games are so unfair most of the time. If you can find a way to get around them, more power to you. That's That's how I feel. And that's what I did. I came there. I was level 45. The companion you can summon, his name's Roger the Wizard. <laughs> it's just an NPC they named Roger. It's kind of hilarious. But yeah, you summon Roger. It's like and Tim. Then he, yeah, it kind of is like Tim. It's like Tim he the Wizard. He follows you in, me. and uh, he's great for distracting Margaret. And I mean, I figured this out pretty early last week, like after we recorded. So I knew about using the, the summon on Margaret directly after the recording but yeah i think i needed it i definitely needed it to beat it and uh basically i just stood from a distance and spammed my my cast which i've leveled the shit out of and so i'm a, I'm a, a spellcaster and uh, yeah i just took him out from a, from a, a distance also i had jellyfish they look like metroids but you can like there's like land jellyfish in this game that are just kind of like flying through the air pretty much like bloopers and um uh, you get their spirit, they're like a summon, so they're basically like a, a familiar in uh, Castlevania. So I've got these familiars that are jellyfish that also basically are just hit sponges to like distract the boss so that I can get behind him and do more damage from behind. So yeah, it took a lot of tries, but I beat him and it was a very good feeling. For the first time, I felt like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do in my New Year's resolution of finishing a Souls game. Like I actually beat a boss. It took me two weeks, but I did it. And it's a boss that a lot of people were complaining about being hard. So after I did that, I went back to the beginning of the game and I'm like, I'm going to fight all these guys that used to scare me. Like I call him horse boy. I think I mentioned him last week. Horse boy can just come up and kill you any second. If you're not paying attention, there are these armored knights on horse that are running on set tracks along the roadways in the game. And you can be in the middle of fighting something and they get within a certain distance and go aggro on you. You don't even know until it's too late. I just never tried fighting them, but now I went back and I, and I was able to kill them. And so that felt good. So I went back to the very beginning uh, where I first fought this like giant troll that just handed my ass to me and I killed him. So I'm just, I'm feeling the progress here. It's great. And I feel like I'm actively improving in the game. So I decided I was going to go around afterwards and instead of uh, 
I got up to level 50 and I said, once I'm at level 50, I'm going to start grinding for runes and then buying st- more stuff, buying more spells, trying to figure that the systems out a little better before I really start knocking out the story. But at the same time, I'm going to go around and I'm going to unlock the map because you find pieces of the map and it's a little bit like the towers in Breath of the Wild, but it's literally just an item you find that opens up more of the map or shows more of the map on the, the screen. And I get as many of the rapid places, the uh, sites of grace that you can uh, fast travel to. And so that's kind of what my focus has been in the past few days, just opening the map up more and trying to learn more spells and try to just get myself ready to face the really hard stuff that's in front of me. Because that was the first boss and it took me so long to beat him. Like I got so much more and I've gotten my ass handed to me at trying to explore new areas. And how I'm many, not ready. How many bosses are in this game? This is just the first one. I don't even know, but I'm almost at 60 hours that I've played. At least you like it. Like I think at, in Demon Souls, I think in Demon Souls, I thought I liked it on the first boss. I'm like, yeah, I got the first boss. I got this. And then I got to the second one and I'm like, eh, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> so I was just The first one took so long to beat that I just didn't want to do another one. But I mean, that was the first of these. Sure this is definitely better. a game that, you know, just like Breath of the Wild, it gets more fun once you unlock more of the map. And once you get stronger and have more options for how you're going to travel, then you can just have more fun with it. Because I can go, I can be like, well, I'm going to go back to that dungeon and see if I... Because like I've played a couple of different dungeons that I can't get through. And I'll get pretty far, but then I get killed and I go all the way back to the beginning. I'm just like, fuck this. I don't want to do this. So I leave, but I've got a fast travel. I can go back whenever I want. So I just have a lot more options of like where I can go next. And there's bosses along all these different brackets or whatever you want to call them of my choices. So I might end up looking at some guides to see where to go next. I actually looked at some beginner guides and was really happy at how well I've done, having not known at all what I was doing. Like I figured out a lot of the stat stuff on my own and through the tutorials. So I feel good about that. I feel like I'm a, I guess I don't have imposter syndrome anymore about playing Elden Ring. I think last week I did. This week I don't. I feel like I'm really starting to figure it out. I'm getting better at the actual combat and learning that you have to use different weapons on different types of enemies. And um, I discovered like this really great place to grind where there's these giant bad guys that shoot poison clouds at you and and they can just like kill you in one hit if you get too close to them like they'll fall over on you so even at level 50 one one hit kill but if you stand at a distance and you kind of like bait them into getting close to each other they'll start attacking each other and then they like explode and when one of them explodes it'll like make this huge cloud and if any of the others even touch the cloud they explode too and so i've actually gotten to the point where i can just like farm all this experience from just standing off at a distance and casting and i haven't seen it online i haven't seen anybody else using this particular method so i feel kind of special for figuring this out too so i do that a lot i just farm in this one place and then i'll 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 level up or i'll spend all my money and then i'll go and i'll do something crazy and i'm just going to keep doing that that's the way i like to play this game do something crazy. If I die, I didn't lose anything. For sure. So I did mention earlier I was riding an invisible horse. So that's a that's a well-known bug in this game that they keep talking about fixing. But I don't know what triggers it, but it comes and goes. Like I saw it really early on, and then I didn't see it at all until the other day. And it was only for a couple of hours, but my horse was invisible. I couldn't see my horse. I was just <laughs> literally glitching out. I reset my computer. I restarted Steam. Like you know, not in that order. I, I did the steam thing first, but yeah, I just went through all the traditional avenues of troubleshooting and the horse kept being invisible as well as like about half of the enemies. So that makes the game really hard. If you're playing a souls game where everything wants to kill you and no matter what level you are, most enemies can kill you pretty 
quickly if you don't know what you're doing. Was that a glitch? Because I remember last week you said that you got to a town with invisible enemies. Was it part of the get- glitch, or are they actually invisible? They were actually invisible because I went back to that town afterwards to to double check. Oh, okay, so there are invisible so, enemies. They're just there is yes. a glitch also where all of them will become invisible or just random yes, ones, but not all of them, just random. Yeah, yeah. Because when I was grinding, I was grinding with some crabs, which I don't know if I talked about this last week, but my grinding spot for quite a while was these crabs. They can they can one shot you if you get too close. You just got to keep your distance and stay on horseback. It helps a lot, but you can like get four or five hundred runes from them. So they for a long time for a few days were what I was using to farm. But yeah, it was while I was playing them that the glitch happened, and I'm like, well, I see the crabs, but I don't see the horse boy anymore. In fact, he killed me, and I didn't even see him. He just all of a sudden I was dead, and I heard all the sounds he normally makes. So yeah, that was really annoying because I was like, well, I'm almost fifty hours into this game, and all of a sudden it might be unplayable. This sucks, but yeah, I, I booted it up the next day and it worked fine. So who knows? That's that's kind I didn't of even updated or anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean that sucks though. Like where you're if you're just like trying to be real careful about not dying and then all of a sudden you die from an invisible thing that's not supposed to be invisible. Like but I the crabs didn't go invisible. Yeah. So actually, it just kind of forced me to grind. Like I didn't, I didn't feel safe doing anything else because I couldn't see where the enemies were. So I was like, well. I'm kind of pissed, but if nothing else, I'm going to at least get my character. Because my goal was to have to be at level 50 by the podcast. That was just a goal I set for myself. I wanted to get to level 50 and beat market. So I actually achieved my goals for the week. So yeah, there's a lot. I've, there's a lot to this game. Like I've actually thought about restarting it and not necessarily giving up on my current playthrough, but you can start a concurrent playthrough with a different character. Yeah. A lot of people do that. And I thought about doing that just because it's kind of fun to think about. There's a samurai class that I didn't try and now i'm looking back at it and it's like everyone's saying you get super op pretty quick if you do the right thing with the samurai class and i kind of want to do that because i would love to just literally slice my way through this game and be done with it so that i feel like i beat a souls game but in the meantime i'm really enjoying my cowardly way of just hiding in the bushes and shooting things from the distance it's kind of nice it's really fun uh, I did find the town, you know, from the uh, Game Awards, there is the big animatronic pot with the legs or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, the, yeah. You've I found the whole, there's a whole town full of them. There's a town of pots. Like, they're the, the only pots. residents, but they don't talk to you or anything like that. Like, they they can't. Con- so maybe I pot. eventually find one that can talk, but I guess they were guardians to the humans, so they're completely neutral. They won't try fighting you. They won't aggro. If you hit them, then they will like come after you, and they're actually pretty hard because they're literally just big clay pots. But uh, there's one, if you go into this house, because it's just like a bunch of abandoned houses, if you go into this house and there's like some dead humans and it's only in this one building, and you take an item from the corpse, then all of a sudden one of the pots in the room rises up and it starts chasing you and it tries to kill you. Mm. And it actually did kill me the first time because it surprised me because... I didn't even know it was there. It just looked like a normal pot. But turns out I stole from its master. Even though its master is dead, that's what made it go aggro on me. So yeah, that's kind of a cool little Easter egg they put in there. But uh, yeah, the sentient pots seem like they're going to be important at some point. I can't summon them yet, but I think eventually you can get a summoning spirit for them. Right now, the only summoning spirits I have are I have wolves, which are really cool uh, because it's like three wolves and they attack different enemies. Then I've got a zombie dog. Well, he's got the uh, Scarlet Rot, which is the, the zombie version of this game or whatever. Um, he's a Scarlet Rot dog, 
and he's pretty cool, but it's just one dog, but he's like a, a lot bigger than the wolves. And then the jellyfish, the jellyfish, like I said, are more just like something to distract from my experience, but you do, you can actually level up your familiars as well. And I'm trying to figure that out right now. That's a whole other system. Oh, wow. So yeah, I mean, there's you, a lot of levels and I'm just kind of still learning 60 hours in. You could do that in Castlevania too, right? Couldn't you like mm-hmm. level up your for your familiars? I know you could do it. I in, think they uh, would just naturally level up with you. Yeah. I know Time Spinner, close. like Time Spinner would do that. That game that was on there that I liked on Switch. You could level up your familiars in there also. Or they would just, yeah, they would just level up with you. But not as, not at the same time. I mean, they, you know, it depended on when you would use them. Just like, it would just be like a whole nother character in your party leveling up. One of my goals in this game, I don't need to say much, too much more about it. I mean, I've done a lot. I'll keep having a lot to say about it every week. So I think I could just end with this. There's a weapon called the Sacred Finger. I think it's is it called the Sacred Finger. And you know, the finger, I've talked about it a little bit, but like the, the whole mythology of this game is around these fingers that are supposed to be like sacred. And everybody who's part of the church that's a higher up is a different finger. And uh, everything you use to do summoning is like different, like mummified fingers in different forms. It's like the furled finger, or the uncurled finger. And like, it's really weird. It's like a really weird mythology. But one of the weapons is a big finger mm-hmm. that you hold. And mm-hmm. depending on your levels of, uh, I think it's specifically your faith stat, it'll change how big it is. And basically, it's a spectral finger that literally like flies out, and, like flicks enemies or like smashes them and just does all this crazy stuff. And you can actually attach spells to it and stuff to where it just like does all these crazy status damage type things and stuff, too. So I've been, I've seen some YouTube videos about this and I bought the finger, but I have sadly I wasn't updating the right stats. So it does. It literally does nothing right now. It just like my character like looks at it and gets like scratches their head then puts their arm back down if I try to use it. So I want to figure out how it works because there's a there's just a whole already like a whole subculture of people that are trying to get through it just using the the finger weapon. And I guess there's like armor you get eventually that's all finger based. And this game's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it. So yeah, Elden Ring, once again, throwing it on my plate off my laptop, using my 8-bit dough, even use my Bluetooth headphones this week just to kind of see if that affected the uh, performance or if there's any lag or anything and nope. So it's great hearing it on the Bluetooth and with the Bluetooth controller and just chilling and uh, treating my computer like a console. Did you, did you take it with you to St. Louis when you went there? No, I did not want to be distracted. <laughs> you, you didn't take your laptop with you. I didn't just... bring any games with me. I brought my tablet just in case we wanted to watch something on Netflix or something in case there wasn't a TV, but it turns out that we had a TV, so it didn't matter. Oh yeah. But we didn't, we, we didn't really hang out in the room much. We stayed busy, which I did. Uh, I did go to an arcade bar. I guess I didn't mention that. I went to an arcade bar when I was in St. Louis called Up Down, and it was pretty cool. Um, they had a lot of old games, but it felt like nearly everything I played was broken in some way. Mm. So the pro was that it was literally around the corner from our Airbnb. Like it took us less than two minutes to walk back to our room when the bar closed. The other pro was that they had DDR. We played a bunch of DDR oh, on nice. the actual, uh, yeah, the actual arcade. Yeah, the version, whole, so. the full one. Mm-hmm. And they had pinball. They had a Ghostbusters pinball, so that was pretty cool. That seemed like it was working fine. They didn't have Medieval Madness or any of the uh, Golden Age ones, but they had a uh, Donkey Kong, which was really, I was really upset with Donkey Kong because the up didn't work very well on the joystick. So I would go to the ladder and hit up. He wouldn't climb. I'm like, what the fuck? I was like getting pissed. Turns out you have to like 
jam it really hard to get it to work, which you gotta break it. I didn't feel I didn't feel way. right doing so. I did. I only played one round of that. Plus, you had to actually put money or you bought tokens, but it was literally a quarter of play. So oh, geez. So you actually had. To pay Luckily, for... though, DDR was only a quarter of play. So instead of like a dollar, like it would be at some exactly. Arcades. So we yeah. played a lot of that. In fact, it said credit apostrophe or like it said credit parentheses s after it but i thought it was a five so i thought you had to put five coins in to play a game and i was like well we want to play two players so i put 10 coins in (laughs) and i had bought 10 games of cooperative ddr oh there you go and i was my whole shirt was just soaked in sweat at the end i was just like i don't know why i did that but that was so fun there was like people gathered around watching me towards the end like probably more just because i looked like an idiot but (laughs) I was having a good time. You were still playing it, yeah. Yeah. And we played some skee ball and it was a good time. We also went to like the aquarium while we were there, but you don't care. I saw that. that. And we went to It's not see, video game uh, related, tank, but those fish did tank, try to tank eat. Tank and you. the Bangas also not video game related, but great show. Yeah. Had a good time in St. Louis and uh that's why I sold my crypto so I could have an even better time. There you go. Well, let's talk about the news. Here is the news. I promise you it's the news. Before we go. There's been some big deals on the uh on the on the 3ds and the wii u recently i saw that square put deals on all their stuff and also capcom as well actually there was a game that i wanted to buy on wii u from capcom that i bought because it is dirt cheap now and that was the dungeons and dragons capcom uh beat-em-up which is really good it's called like shadows it's like shadows of mistara it's called like chronicles of mistara but you can buy it now for like three dollars on the on the wii u which i think it was regularly like 15 or 20 or something like that so i went for it because it was on my list of stuff to buy before the wii u shop closes and it's yeah it's it's a capcom beat-em-up it was it was a game that people were upset was not included in the beat-em-up bundle because it was a you know well-known but it's it's cool it's like yeah if you can imagine dungeons and dragons as a beat-em-up game that's basically what that game is. But there's different pathways you can choose. Uh, you can go and buy stuff. Uh, you can you can cast spells like with uh, with your magic if you're a magic user or whatever, and you collect different things and ride monsters and whatnot. And it's cool. It's got a good soundtrack and looks nice. It's it's there's two different games in it. There's like what Shadow of the Moon and and uh, Shadow of Mistara and no it's, no it's like a Tower of the Moon and Shadow of Mistara I think is what it's called. It's it's two different games, but they're in one, and you can get them both for three dollars. And plus they're selling like a bunch of the. Uh, phoenix Wright games for like five dollars or less like they're very cheap so if you want to buy if you want to pick up some capcom stuff for your 3ds that's including like the ones that are only available on there like dual destinies and apollo justice and stuff like that you can get them for real cheap and that and that like rolls over to switch as well like i know like a lot of their stuff is half off i found it interesting that resident evil revelations was actually more expensive on wii u than switch you can buy it for eight dollars on switch and it's ten dollars on wii u <laughs> but whatever that game's great but uh yeah there's a bunch of those a uh, bunch of square games on sale too i feel like this is going to be something that's just going to happen like everything everybody who put anything on 3ds there's going to be these big crazy like 90 percent off sales so pay attention to it so you can get your stuff i on should there. see if i can get my 3ds online i haven't tried for a while yeah. my 3ds actually my 3ds works great online but the wii u i have to hook it up to my phone I have to use the hotspot on my phone to get my Wii U online. But my 3DS works perfectly. Every I guess time my 3DS is right technically it. newer, yeah. Yeah, my 3DS XL works amazing. Like, no problem with, with the eShop. You can hear all the all the beautiful music on there. Makes you feel sad at, at how little music we got on the eShop for the Switch. And still never got it. Still has great music on the 3DS and the Wii U. 
But speaking of releases on the eShop, uh, there's some new some new uh, games that are worth looking at this week. Uh, Dawn of the Monsters, which is a uh, kaiju Godzilla beat-em-up game, which I've actually heard a lot of great things about. Like, people have been really liking it. $30, though, which is kind of high for me. So I don't know when I'll, I probably won't get that until there's a sale. But I think it's a way forward game also on top of that. So that's guaranteed to be, it is, yep. to be great. I just realized this today, and maybe I'm maybe I'm dim for it. Is that what the name of the bar is in uh, Star Trek The Next Generation? The Way Forward? Or is it called Ten Forward? It's called Ten Forward. Actually, it was in, they had that same bar in the Picard season two. Did they? We watched it. Yeah. The Ten Forward. Is that it's really called what Ten it's called? Because, it, it, well, there was a bar in Picard called Ten Forward. Because uh, Guinan shows up in the first episode of season two of Picard. And he goes. Well, I had this bar. moment where I was like, I wonder if Way Forward was inspired by that, the name of the bar in Maybe. Generation. Maybe. Uh, Phantom Breaker Omnia, which is coming out, which is $40. It's like an anime uh, fighting game. It looks kind of cool. I actually got an offer to, I mean, because for the thing that I, for a Nintendo World Report, they basically just give me a list of games and they're like, which one of these do you want? Do you want to review? And that one was on there and it's like a $40 fighting game. And I was like, I thought about it for a second, but I'm like, oh no, I don't play enough fighting games. I didn't feel like I was that I could give a good enough review of a fighting game, even though I do play fighting games, but I don't know like rollback and like online and cancel or whatever, all that extra stuff. But I thought about it for a second. I was like, wow, like I could do that. But the the one fighting game that I'm really interested in that's coming out this week is a uh, persona four arena Ultimax, which was a P- which is, was a PlayStation three only game, I believe. And I always wanted to play it and it was really expensive. Like I think for the, for the copy of it on, on PS three, but you can buy it on switch for $30 Actually, I think it has two games in it. It has Arena and Ultimax, but it's a Persona fighting game, and it takes place takes place after Persona Four, and the characters have like aged more, and supposedly really really good. It's thirty dollars. Um, I'm in no position to buy any games right now, but I, uh, but I did want to play it. And speaking of which, I was thinking about it. I was like, well, I want to play this game, but I also have the Blaze the Blaze Blue uh, Team Tag ba- Battle game or whatever that has Persona people in it already. So I should just play that one. Also, I put this one on here for John. There's a game called Who Pressed Mute on Uncle Marcus. It's an FMV uh mystery game something like that murder mystery whatever right where it takes place over zoom or whatever the yeah. zoom equivalent is in the game oh sure yeah, that, that's interesting that would make sense press mute on marcus yeah just because it's a, just because it's an fmb thing and i know you like that stuff 12.99 i think it's like on sale for like 11 or something but it'll go it'll go down i'm sure in the future but another fmv thing being added to there not to mention for me for me the big release of the week is of course mario kart booster pass is coming out this friday and there's been some new information i guess there's going to be uh mario kart 8 deluxe maintenance happening early on thursday so they think there's a good chance that it'll show up at midnight or before i mean i'd play that game majora's mask showed up at eight o'clock so i mean yeah but i'm excited to play new old mario kart races and uh there's a couple of tour races in there so i guess i have to play tour now i want to see some of the like yeah some of the most ridiculous dlc i've ever seen in my life like we thought it was weird when the 3ds animal crossing game got that update this is even longer this is like eight years this is crazy <laughs> this is crazy yeah. this is eight years in the making well i mean if you count the wii u version it's like eight years old so. i do because it's yeah. the same because that's well i mean they added battle mode but who cares yeah who cares? Battle mode. i don't but yeah that's that's a big release i'm excited to play it actually i've been uh i've been hyped so i'm sure we'll play it over the weekend i even got yeah, a we'll play it over here even uh jess's friend uh, caroline who only plays like one game on switch her and her did fiance. you sell your switch to her yeah go through well they only play one game they only play mario kart 8 and i told them that they were adding new tracks to it and they've been like super excited about it so yeah she's called me like twice 
like asking <laughs> asking about it, and I'm like, it's not out yet. It's coming out next week. You're her own personal podcaster, the phone. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she called Jess and be like, uh, "Can I talk to Trey?" And I'm like, "Oh no, it's not out yet." But yeah, listen no, to the podcast, Caroline. But yeah, I was hoping that we. I mean, maybe we can play with her. I'm sure we'll play with Tim as well, and it'll be fun. Wonderling DX. I think this came out like a week ago, but it looks interesting. You put it on here, John. Do you want to? Yeah, that was it. one that um, was in a direct a while ago where you are playing basically the equivalent of, of like a Goomba, yeah, an underling, and you're trying to stop the hero from progressing. So I think that's a pretty interesting spin on things. I might check that out given the right price. And the other one, I, I saw this one. Actually, I think I put it up a couple weeks ago, but I, we didn't get to it because of whatever reason. But Zombie Rollers, Pinball Heroes, kind of look like another like Pinball Quest type thing. I think it's like roguelike too. Did you have anything to say about that one? No. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah, Zombie Rollers looks like a adventure game involving destroying zombies with your pinball, and there's a roguelike aspect to it. I don't know. I thought I thought it looked interesting, but I wasn't. I'm not in a position to just throw random money at stuff. But if, Same. if there's a demo, I could try it out or something. I do really want to play that uh that Godzilla style fighting game because that looks cool. We got a last minute announcement about some new NSO games, and this oh, yeah, we did the Genesis. Uh, yeah, uh, finally, we finally got some extra Genesis games. I actually played but this. They did them dirty where they just sort of like, oh, here they are. They're, they're not like anticipating it or like showing like, yeah, what about what the fuck? Come on, give Sega some some shine here. Do a little like teaser trailer before you release. I mean, there's something. there's a trailer on Nintendo's Twitter that like that's basically how we got it. But they're what... like they're already here. Here's a trailer that we <laughs> threw together at the last second. Right, but if, yeah, for all the N64 games, they're all like, oh, this is coming mm-hmm. in a week. And... So give a little hype for a couple of days, especially yeah, to a, especially when you made it official Sega Nintendo controller. Come on, you right? Gotta, yeah. You got to sell that shit. Like I thought it was keep people excited about Sega. I mean, I didn't think they were going to because we lose it really fast. Like Sega <laughs> is kind of like that. I mean, I thought that I thought that we weren't going to get any more for a while after we didn't get anything for like uh, Banjo Kazooie or Majora's Mask. Or F-Zero X, I'm like, eh, we're not getting any more Sega games. But what's cool is one of the games is a treasure game, and it looks really cool. Star Soldier is a treasure game. I, I was playing oh. I was playing it earlier, before the podcast, while I was waiting. Is it before or here. after Gunstar? I don't know, but it looks really good. But it's fucking hard. I can't beat the first level. Is it level. a similar type of game, or is it like something else? The uh, It reminds me a lot of Gunstar. Like It, it has okay. a similar thing where you can select different gun types, but, you're, but your character has a much larger sprite than uh, Gunstar, and it's only single player. You can either play it on super hard mode or super easy mode. <laughs> and I tried it on both versions, and I died both times on the wow. boss. So I mean, it's a hard ass game, but that game went I straight think, for the but it looks for the ego. But it looks cool. It, it looks really cool. I think Star Soldier is on the Genesis collection. Does I was going like to say, alien? well, you look like a chicken. You kind of look like a walking chicken with like a weird chicken face with like a beak. Yeah. Oh, it's on. It is on the Genesis yep. collection already. Oh, well, then I'm not going to get this one. You have it for free. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's already on there. God damn it. No, I, I mean, you should. It's I mean, I actually I, I never re-downloaded the Genesis collection on my uh, on my OLED. So it's not on there. So I wasn't able to double check. But no, uh, this. Yeah, this game is uh, weird. It's um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it, it looks really cool. It's really hard. Uh, the chicken thing. I, I know I'd seen it before. Maybe it's on the Mega Drive Mini also. But when I was playing it, I was like, oh, I, I've seen this game before. Like I know. Maybe I played it on the Sega Collection or something. But yeah, it looks. Uh, that was the only one I really got to play. Like there's a. Uh, oh yeah, I think one of these you actually have already, Jeremy, or didn't you buy it? Like because uh, they're also Super Fantasy Zone. I know you got one of those, right? The cute 'em up game. I've got Fantasy Zone, the arcade version. So I don't know if this is the same thing or 
or whatever. It's probably the consoleized version. Yeah, super. It was the Genesis. Well, it, but Super Fantasy or the original Fantasy Zone was like '88, I think. So it probably was running at least as good, if not better, than the arcade on the Genesis by then. So yeah, I'd try it. I'll give it a try. I like Fantasy Zone. I was playing that a little bit today, actually. I, that's a fun little game that I just throw on for a few minutes sometimes. Well, you can play. You can play the other version now. So, so there you go. You can play the Genesis version, and also a uh, Light Crusader, which looks like oh, it's it's Alien Soldier. I don't know why the I'm like it's not Star Soldier because I, I knew I was saying the wrong thing on here. Okay, the game is called Alien Soldier. is a treasure game, and it's and it involves a chicken looking character. Kind of reminds me of like uh, Earthworm Jim design, like a chicken in a in a spacesuit type of thing like alfred chicken i don't remember what alfred chicken looks like <laughs> so <laughs> i've just seen this games on sale a lot on the eShop. but a- alien soldier um it's uh yeah it looks really good really hard to play uh you can at least like look look at look at the beauty of the of the sprites yeah it's this giant giant fucking chicken looking character there it is and you shoot a bunch of shit it's like it's it's very much like uh like gunstar heroes but th- but there's no two players as far as i know I don't know. There might be. I, I played it single player. There was some stuff that was grayed out. But yeah, treasure. John, I'd be interested in how you feel about these games with your Sega controller. Yeah, I gotta tr- give that a try. So I got the Genesis controller here, so I could play it right after the show. It was. Uh, it came out in '95. I don't know how that. What that has to do with Gunstar Heroes? Uh, it's after. It's post Gunstar Heroes. So it looks a little bit better, I think. Gunstar looks amazing. Like that game. I feel like the visuals are really timeless. Didn't you say uh, you thought Dynamite Heady was uh, post Gunstar, but that was actually pre Gunstar? That's pre, yeah. So I remember that. There was one that was wrong. But the big, the big announcement, of course, which was on a, as we said before briefly, was on a PlayStation. Was on the PlayStation, whatever the fuck they call it, State of Play. It was on the State of Play. Mm. But I knew. I mean, we all kind of knew it was a Switch game, right? Is the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga, Cowabunga Collection, which has like what thirteen games on it? Every Konami. NES game. This is like this is my new most anticipated. Doesn't game. it also have the the MAME stuff on there, or does it not? Super Nintendo games, arcade games, NES games, yeah. and Game Boy games. So it does have the MAME. Shit. Made, so and, they covered the like game. they covered like yeah. all. Oh yeah, and and the Genesis, right? Isn't it just the tournament fighters? So, oh no, it has Hyperstone Heist. It has Hyperstone yeah. Heist as well. I never played it. They but have I everything. Yeah. I played it on. I, on I missed before. one of the things I regret, which I don't know if I mentioned it in our episode about games I we sold that we regretted. But yeah, Turtles in Time. We used to have that game for the for the Super Nintendo, and I missed that game. That was fun. I've never played. I've never played Turtles in Time, so I and will there's definitely also play it on version, here. Yeah, yeah. There's well, there's the two arcades: the the regular Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game and the Turtles in Time arcade. Which apparently the the Turtles in Time one's great. I never played it. I, I only played the regular That's arcade great. game, and I played Turtles cool. Two, which is the arcade game on NES, which has kind of changed. Also, you know? the Manhattan Project's really good too. It's really fun, yeah. Like they added the uh, super moves, you know, which would cost mm-hmm. you a bit of life every time, but that was so cool. I was always Raphael because I like to drill move. He'd drill across yeah. the whole screen. This, I think, this is the best classic collection that I have ever seen. They have every game. And all these classic collections that come out, sometimes there's this game is missing, that game is missing. They have how, how many games? 13? Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't, they have a whole bunch of games and, and they're, they're missing nothing. And then they're also adding in uh, you know, museum mode so you can check out artwork from the games and all that stuff. Modern features like save anytime, rewind, button mapping. And you have uh, online play for some of the games. For the ones that have multiplayer. Believe, right, right, right. So, so I, I'm, I'm floored. Like, I think... This is going to be, you know, just having some of these games, just having like the NES games, you know, 
that would have been fine for me. Uh, but have to have every Konami classic NES game, uh, cl- classic game, you know, every different version, Super Nintendo Genesis, arcade NES, Game Boy. I love this. I'm so looking forward to this. And a person who works for this company that's producing it, we've interviewed them before on the show. Right? Isn't it uh, really? Chris Kohler? Yeah, Chris Kohler. Yeah. And yeah. oh, yeah. on our Patreon, in our Patreon stuff, we have an interview with Chris Yeah, Kohler. we had him play the Labo VR. Labo VR, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank yeah. you, Chris. And we talked to him about Labo VR. Yeah, he's uh, he's a great person because he's a huge proponent of. Uh, I mean, he's got a we've got I've got a whole book that he wrote about Final Fantasy V. Yeah, I have that book too. I should read it, but I didn't. He's a proponent for like you know the history of video games and keeping it intact and preserving it, especially so. Like what a what a great person to have. He's friends of like the Game History Preservation Society or whatever they're called. Um, what a great person to have at the helm of. Or, you know, at least I don't so know if he's music. in the helm, but he's involved in this. Didn't 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 he all didn't he also like work on the uh the Blizzard arcade collection in some way? He did as well. Did. And that one had a lot of really cool stuff in it. That's the one that I got with that had all the different versions of Blackthorn and like rock and roll racing and uh and like the um three Vikings, right? Is that what it's called? Oh, the Lost, Lost Vikings. Vikings, yeah. Yeah. and the lost vikings but what was really cool about that is i had all these really cool like developer interview videos like on there and i watched all of them you know so i was uh i miss i miss seeing stuff yeah. like that like making of games videos that are on that are on games you know there's I've, a pretty good chance this is going to be like john was saying like obviously from the description it seems like it's going to be in the the upper echelon of collections but it could be like really really great that must I'm be really excited uh, about this. It must be expensive to because I, you know, these are games that you always would would never think would be re released because of licensing and all that. And yeah. I remember the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles NES game being released on on Wii on Virtual Console, and they had to make they it. They got rid of it, yeah. They had to make it higher though. Like they right. sold they sold it at a That's higher right. rate be, be, because of the licensing. And uh, and I have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game because I bought the TMNT Nexus Two game for GameCube. And it was unlockable through that. But that was the only version that I have of the original arcade game. So it'd be nice to not have to play it through that version. You know, I think it came out for the 360, but it got eventually taken down where you couldn't. Yeah, it was on it it was on. uh, Yeah, it was on the whatever uh, as well. Probably Microsoft Arcade. I don't think it was ever on PS3 because I would have played it on there. No, the only time that I played it other than arcades was on Battle Nexus 3. Or whatever team and team. Or we played it on Mame at Brian's in Louisville in like 2002. Oh, sure. Yeah, that was a long time ago. But no, I'm just really excited that the arcade games are going to be on there. And it'll be cool to do like nostalgia stuff with the. Oh, yeah. You know, with Jess's brother. I'm sure we'll play like Turtles 2 or, or the arcade like over the internet and all I that. would love sure to we'll do a stream where all of us are playing the. I'm sure we'll do that too. Yes. So we can do That'd I, be so fun. I called Donatello. When I was a. Uh, when I, I'll be whomever. When I was uh, a kid, kid. When I was uh, in like grade school, specifically like fourth through fifth, third through fifth grade, we would uh, every quarter, every nine weeks, if you were on honor roll or high honor roll, you got to go skating. So you would leave after lunch and you'd go to the roller skating rink and you just skate all day. You got to skip all your classes. And uh, I always was on honor roll because I was a nerd. So I got to go skating, but we would just like play the Ninja Turtles machine. I didn't have money. So like sometimes my parents would send me with a little bit of money, but I couldn't play for very long. And there was just literally just like a crowd of people always around this machine, like in line to, for whoever they wanted to play as their favorite turtle. And if you had someone behind you, you had to like get off the machine if you died, you know, if you didn't so, have an extra quarter to put in there or just because I just didn't have any money. Cause I literally 
was too young to have a job. And I sold the origami on the bus, but I didn't, I only made like a nickel per thing. I made. <laughs> should have been selling them for quarters. I should have. I did. Well, I did like package deal, I think for a quarter where it was like five things, but it was not a, you did, it ended up not, I realized later on I wasn't, it wasn't a deal, but anyway, it's just like super nostalgic for me. So the idea of like being able to actually just play through the arcade with my friends and like talk shit while we do it it's i can't wait now you can bring it with you too yeah, really you can make it portable you can just set up it on a table and be like here turtles it's one arcade. of the most important video yeah. games probably for me as far as like yep. nostalgia goes is that arcade game and you can find the NES version yeah you can finally uh play fall of the foot clan the game boy game which i which i own and i beat all the way through people will finally know what that game's like the, the first one because i had that, that good or bad it was well, cool. it's better than the nes game right it was cool when i was a kid i don't know the sprites are really big like i, I thought the sprites looks really big and detailed on a game boy so i thought it looked neat and as i said before the paragraph that you get after beating the arcade game on the nes and follow the foot clan is exact they are the exact same paragraph so but you have to beat all of the levels one after another because you can check you can choose whichever level you play on the fall of the foot clan but you have to beat them all in order without dying or without getting a game over and also the konami code is in there you can refill your life once per level with the konami code so i played the crap out of that when i was a kid but i thought the, i thought the turtles looked really cool so it'll be interesting to see that game boy game on the switch so i like seeing you know shitty stuff on a 4k tv so i'm into it and this game's gonna be 40 bucks i would pay 60 i would be fine paying full price for this game that's a great price. Uh, Forty dollars is fantastic. There's price. a lot. Yep. There's a lot of content on there, so it's worth it. I mean, it's 13, 13 games. Like that's. And I, I played. I actually played Three a lot of the. I played a lot of the Tournament Fighters game on Super Nintendo. I thought that game was fun too. Like as far as like super, you know, as far as like Street Fighter Two knockoff games go, I thought it was pretty cool. And I never played the Genesis or the NES version of it, so I could try those as well. But yeah, it'll be cool. Also, what else? Uh, House of the Dead. There's a House of the Dead remake. We already saw like what the date was, but there's like a price now. I know John said 30 and I thought that was too much. And now I'm hearing 40. So <laughs> that sounds a little bit Yikes. expensive for me, but I don't know. I mean, it's coming out in like the middle of April too, right? It's like right around the corner. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be paying $40 for House of the Dead. I, I'd have to wait for, to see how it controls and how the, and you know. How many different endings can you get? It says multiple endings, but how long are you really going to play it for before you get bored of it? And I love House of the Dead. I got Overkill for $60, and I thought it was worth every penny. There's also a game, this is like nowhere near getting getting released, so it doesn't really matter that much, but there was a game announced called WrestleQuest, which is a wrestling turn-based RPG game, and I will buy the shit out of the game whenever it comes out. So I'm excited about that. It probably I was watching be- the trailer, and I was a little confused are they just like ripping off these uh, real life wrestlers or are they getting them like licensed like i saw a macho man randy savage in there and andre the giant it doesn't seem like an official wwe game (laughs) uh randy muchacho yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i think if you maybe if you don't say the exact name i don't think they're paying vince mcmahon anything for this shit i mean you shouldn't he sucks but yeah, no, some of these pictures, yeah, they look exactly like them. So I don't know. Yeah, there's Jake the Snake. Yep. So I don't know. I don't know how that works. But maybe if you don't use, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if you don't use the exact name, you can do it. But anyway, I still think, I, you know, I like sports RPGs and that counts also as that. So there you go. Um, there was a new uh, there was a new Capcom game that's like another like a strategy based RPG, the Dio Fold Chronicle. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know how I feel about strategy games. I think they're cool, but I'm not really into them. But, it, you know, 
I, I tried out triangle strategy. I could try this one out. If there's a cool square demo, which they've been doing with a lot of their stuff, I'll try to do that. Um, oh yeah, Monster Hunter Sunbreak had a little mini trailer. Did all of you watch that? I didn't watch it, but I did see there is an official release date. I watched it. There's some new. There's. I mean, it's like two minutes long. It's like real. It's real quick. But uh, there's like there's like some new monsters in there. There's some characters. Some like new characters that you can talk to. There's like a castle that they were running into. Like I thought that looked really cool. I I'm under the impression that it might cost extra on top of the Monster Hunter. So I mean I'm gonna get it regardless because Monster Hunter's great. But it's coming out. It has a release date now. It's coming out at the end of June. Um, they're actually re-releasing some of the amiibos. I thought that was cool. Like they're bringing the amiibos back around. They're doing the same thing for Kirby. They're re-releasing Kirby amiibos also to work with the with the Forgotten Land game. I would buy a. I think I'd buy a Monster Hunter amiibo. What's the? Who's the mate? I have Mag. I have Mag- I have Magnamalo. Just got it for Magnamalo, me. Magnamalo, yeah, super cool. Magnamalo. Magnamalo one's great. It's big. It's heavy. Oh, you it's, loved it. It's, it's yeah. the Malabolgia of amiibo. It's great. Yeah, it's got a lot of it's got a lot of detail to it. And there's like a, there's the cat. There's like the with the Palamute and the Palico. You get both of those as well. But yeah, no, um, they're bringing those back around because because they're gonna unlock new layered armor and stuff like that with the game. But it looks really cool. Watch the trailer. Uh, the monsters in there look awesome. What about the fact that in Monster Hunter, uh, what is it? The it's Moki you eat, right? The ball, the mochi balls of stuff. Yeah, oh. isn't that the same thing you're eating? And uh, it's potato Moki and uh, Pokemon. I mean, Mochi is like a. I mean, it's like a. It's a rice thing. It has. It has like a. I mean, it's like a ravioli kind of. It's like covered. You know, I th- I thought that the balls that you ate in uh, and I thought the balls that you ate in monster hunter were different like mo- like i don't know i thought mochi's it's kind of like you see the kind of like pierogies guys like you see the guys hitting the yeah the dough the big hammers yeah the dough to, like, yeah that's like a out. dough that you glutenize the rice by like beating the shit out of it and like it produces gluten just kind of like uh wheat does when you're making bread and stuff that creates the structure of the loaf like you're doing that with rice you're tenderizing it and creating like a a structure and that's what makes moki what it is which is like the like that specific texture that you get with moki it's like a it's almost gelatinous structure because the rice has been broken down so much i've only had the ice cream mo- mochi so yeah that's, that's the same thing I, yeah that's the only one i've had i haven't had yeah, a, i haven't had cold. a haven't had a potato one i always thought it was like kind of i figured the potato one was similar to like pierogies like potato pierogies like you know well i don't know anything about the potato moki i just know about the rice moki and that's like I just know about the ice cream where they're hitting it with the hammer because you have to like maintain like hitting it over and over again. And that was like the best way to do it in an industrial sense was to have people timing their hammer thrusts to like pound it factory style. Sure. It is a uh, it is mochi in Japanese, according to I've always said mochi because according to Google. I learned from reading and not from hearing. Sure. Yeah. Where were we? There was a new Sonic trail- trailer. Sonic 2. Do you want to um, do you want to talk about a a topic that I give no shits about. Um, Sonic 2 yeah. has some news. <laughs> I stopped paying attention to that game. I mean, the only time I saw the no, trailer really? was was because it played during the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, I couldn't turn away. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not fucking seeing that movie. I'm definitely not seeing it in 4DX ever again. I'll, I'm not going to the theater to see it. I don't give a shit. I'll go see it in the theater. Good for you. You do that. <laughs> and by theater, I mean the theater of my mind, where I just imagine the movie. I mean, it's coming out like next week, isn't it? Coming out like on the first or Soon, something. Yeah. No, I'm not going to see that movie. Yeah, I'm not going to see it. I would watch it on on streaming or whatever, but yeah, I wouldn't go to go to see it. I mean, you already know how good it's going to be because you saw the first one, so it's gonna. I don't right. expect it to be any. Sean difference. and I decided that we're going to go to the Bob's Burgers movie in May. That's where we're saving our first movie of. Oh, there you go. Post pandemic yeah. four. Yeah, we want to see that too. I mean, I, we were actually we were trying we we're wanting to go see the. We Batman. actually already have a pass Batman. for it because we got a yeah we got a gift certificate for Christmas for us to go see a movie. So. 
Oh, there you go. Beast. Our movie. Yeah. I will say about the Sonic 2 movie, the new poster that came out is pretty spot on. They just modeled it right after the actual game cover. So I think that's cool. Um, but the trouble is, I, th- I think that this movie it keeps paying like surface tribute to the game. Um, it, they didn't actually correct it by like eliminating the Tom character or his girlfriend or the girlfriend's sister. <laughs> or like all the other people you don't give a characters, shit about the characters you know? that don't matter yeah 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 we were right. hoping that they were all dead in the sequel right but that's not happening so damn it we talked about yeah. that we were like well, we hope they're all dead i don't know i mean i don't i mean i don't think that i mean has sonic ever had a good story no not the genesis ones like not that those people need to be in there i'm just saying that if they were gone i don't know if the movie could be any better just because sonic does not have a story really i think it would immediately be better with with their absence because having these human characters it's in there makes two them hours the of main flossing. characters. And I, I would rather Sonic be the main character, not the supporting character. I'm just saying, I think it'll be bad regardless. Like, whether they whether they were in there or not, it's still going to be a bad movie. Because I can never think of a single Sonic story that I was like, oh, that's a good story. Or, yeah, that's written well. I don't know. I think there's a decent chance that it will be better than the first movie. Because they don't have to do any, any sort of setup and all that. Um, Here's my thought. Sorry to interrupt, John, but. Sure. Being how self-aware they were and remodeling Sonic, I have a feeling the sequel is going to be self-aware and poking fun at the previous movie. I think they're going to like actively have a through line about that. I think it's possible. Yeah, yeah. I think you're you're, you're right, to add to that. I think that they probably could have built the whole movie uh, with the reaction to the first movie and the first trailer and all that stuff in mind. So I think there's a good chance it's going to be a better movie. It's still not going to get me to the theater to go see it, but yeah, I will watch it eventually. I'll watch it on streaming, but no, I, I don't want to go to the theater to see it. Sorry, Jim Carrey. You, uh, you're going to have to annoy somebody else. And but he ne- wrote a comic. And never... Uh, oh, yeah, he did write a comic, too. <laughs> or he's writing a comic. I, maybe I could check out the comic. I don't know, depending on how, how expensive it is. I'll read it on my... T- yeah, Jim on my- Carrey wrote a Robotnik story. Uh, comic book. So read it on my tablet. It's supposed to be coming ever out ever since he played Andy Kaufman. He's just not been the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, ever since like his girlfriend died, he hasn't been the same. That too. I think that was more. It was more that than in, in the Andy Kaufman movie. It's only seven dollars for the uh, for the comic. I might check it out. I don't know. Speaking of uh, Mario Kart, we've got a Mario Kart North American Open. Yeah, happening. I want to I, I play that. There's a there's a tournament that's happening like three days. It, there, you can like you, you can basically compete like Friday night, what's it? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they're giving away twenty five hundred gold points. So you could actually win like twenty five dollars off of it. And I want to try that. I've never played in any of these Mario Kart tournaments because I never had the Mario Kart Eight for Switch, and now I do, so I can try it. Tetris did the same thing, but it did it like what was like ten dollars worth of. Yeah, they did. Well, it was it was nine nine nine. It was yeah. 999 coins, so yeah, it was $10, like to do with 99 and all that. But I'm better at Mario Kart than I am at Tetris 99, so I might have a fighting chance. I don't know. But it's who, worth a try. But I, 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 want, I want to try it out at least, just because. And uh, to celebrate, also to celebrate Mario Day, Mar 10, we got an announcement about Super Nintendo World opening at Universal Studios next year. So maybe we can go, finally. Universal Studios Hollywood, yep. Hollywood, yeah, not, not Florida, which is good, because Florida is a total scuzz place it's a terrible place never go there i mean hollywood sucks too but florida is worse i was so, gonna say yeah <laughs> i mean there's le- you know florida's old old folks in some ways i think i'd do better in florida because i'm more like I, I, I white trash is my roots you know <laughs> i mean at least like the voting uh, people vote better in california than florida yeah i mean yeah and there's no humidity and well also they were you know so they were better about the covid so there's probably less covid there than florida i'm sure 
Florida was real bad about that. They just let people die and didn't care. But I think uh, I think that's good for news. I do want to mention some. Uh, we did get a little bit of fan feedback from last week, so I want to read that. We got an email, or we got a comment to us through the Patreon yeah. from our patron uh, Ginzu three thousand says. Let's be modern. It was a Patreon message. Yes, it was a Patreon. It was well, not an email. It was a comment on one of our posts on Patreon, which was the video of last week's episode. And Ginzu says, I know it's non-Tendo, but, but enjoyed hearing Jeremy's experience with Elden Ring. And for as long as he remains interested in it, would appreciate any updates he would like to give. The Breath of the Wild implications cannot be overstated, as once you enter the world, it is nearly one for one, exiting the start area and cresting the hill from Breath of the Wild. To Jeremy, I would say you are way more leveled up than myself and probably a better build as I went with Confessor magic over strength, but hardly touched the magic as I found wicked fast Wolverine claws that cause major bleed damage, which is what I've heard about on multiple mm-hmm. podcasts. My only advice for you now is to make sure you know how to use how to two hand a weapon and use your pouch mm-hmm. as a secondary hotbar to reach items faster instead of cycling through them. I ended my sessions last night in front of a door that demanded I meet someone before I was worthy of entrance, loving even my deaths, which are many. Game on, my friends. So thank you for sending us that comment. And yeah, continue with Elden Ring updates, even though it's not a Nintendo thing, but it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's totally Nintendo, but I'm glad he agrees that, you know, I said it last week and I'll say it again. A lot of games have reminded me visually and gameplay style of Breath of the Wild since it came out, but nothing's ever reminded me of how I felt to play that game quite like this one. Like it's just, it's hit me in a very similar way, and I love it for that. It, it's going to be. I hope both of you get a chance to play it at some point. It, it's going to be really interesting just to compare the two. More importantly, like whenever Breath of the Wild two comes out, whenever that may be. Oh yeah, it's going to be interesting to see like where Elden Ring with it went with it and where Nintendo goes f- with from it from the original one and all that. And I mean, the DNA from Monster Hunter is there just as much in Elden. So, you know, I'm starting to get more well-rounded in my gaming appreciation, I think. And I'm proud of that. I just need to like start liking FPSs. First person shooters? I don't think it'll ever happen. happen. (laughs) Like me? Well, I mean, I I only like the old ones. I don't don't care about Call of Duty. I like the good ones. I like time splitters. I like the the sprite ones. I mean, you know, you got a... I mean, you got that one that that I love, the Project Warlock. Like, I thought that game was fantastic, but I mean, yeah. it's a that's the type that I like, the old school like splattery uh, sprite ones. And that one was done really, really well as far as like indie games go. Like, I thought it was incredible. Start with Chex Quest, work your way up. <laughs> yeah, play that game. <laughs> that game's a uh, pretty easy. Yeah, you can make. I mean, Time Splitters Two is kind of the same way. It's like it holds your hand. Like if you want to, if you want to play the ultimate hold hand holding easy FPS, play Time Splitters Two on easy mode. Like it's great. Oh, on easy, I yeah. It. I was gonna say Time Splitters oh, it's is, is plenty difficult. It's like I played it on medium, and I played it halfway through on hard. But also. the fact it had an easy mode made me want to play it. It's yeah, the you, only reason yeah, I played want, it. Yeah, you want to play everything on easy. Well, you should play. Uh, yeah, play Chex Quest. It's not hard. I didn't think it was hard. Uh, we, we did get one more comment from our community page, and I just want to read it. Brian says, when are they going to add Bowsette to Mario Kart? And I said, never. <laughs> I feel we'll see Bowsette in some form, in some kind of nod. It'll probably be like a trophy in the next Smash, something along those lines. But I think yeah. ba- I could Bowsette's going to get formally acknowledged at some point, yeah. 
because Nintendo does, I mean, as of recent, like, it, I know we talked about this before as far as, like, directs go and stuff, where it's not as surprising anymore because Nintendo's kind of been trying to give people actually what they want. So it's like, yeah. oh, I didn't expect that. So it's not as exciting because you wanted to be weird Nintendo again and all that and just do, like... So handsome Wari- or handsome Waluigi or something happen, whether you like it or not. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, Bowsette, sure. I mean, to Mario Kart, I don't know. I don't think they're adding any more characters, but there's going to be a no, lot of waves of this uh, booster pack, so maybe eventually. Mm-hmm. Who knows? And as of me, Bowsette has had legs, too. Like, it's still, what was that, two years ago? Three years ago? Well, I mean, well, the, about that. so the last MG, MGC we went to before the Pandy, we uh, saw, I saw somebody had made, because you could buy just the shells. For like Game Boy Advances and Game Boy Colors, and they had a Bowsette Game Boy Color show you could buy for like forty bucks, which I considered it, but I was like, no, I don't like Bowsette that much. Like, <laughs> it's pretty easy to swap them out. Like I've learned, so it's it was it was definitely a thing that people were even making money off of a few years ago. I think Nintendo will nod to it, but they're going to put some space between when people care and when they acknowledge it. I mean, you know, Bowsette is is a very sexy thing for. So I mean, that's Boozette probably why was even sexier. It's a it you know sex sells. That's why I think that's why it stuck around. Just that a lot of it was you know wearing uh, sexy clothing and all that. And so the answer is Bowser. when the Mario Kart Eight DLC sta- sales start to dip finally, then that's when we'll slip Bowsette in there. Want to play Bowsette? Want to play Bowsette? All you'll see. Oh, is, Mario Kart! You, you know, what? Mario Kart Ten is going to be Mario Kart. X, X, X. <laughs> the, We're going to see everything we Dave ever wanted to see. And <laughs> the, the official, the official uh, sequel to BMX Triple X will be uh, <laughs> Mario Kart 8 Triple X. All right. I think that's good for this episode. We should wrap it up here. On, on that note, uh, please uh, please continue to subscribe to the Patreon for all of you that do, even though we said all that dumb shit at the end there. Yeah, if you want if you like us and want to hear our voices more, go to patreon.com slash podcast. We just... Uh, we just recorded an episode about our favorite racing games that aren't on Switch and aren't Mario Kart games. I thought it came out really well. It should be up by the weekend at the least, so stay tuned for that. And you only need to put a dollar down to hear that and all of the other bonus episodes that are on there. Plus, if you go, if you're on the five dollar level, you'll get like a video of us early, uh, which you'll get to see the that bonus episode. Yeah, you, you get the video. You get the five dollar video. Um, you get to watch videos of us before I edit it. You can watch them early. Uh, also, there's a, a, a WART wrap-up episode where I take all the music that I use for all the different episodes and put it into a playlist, and that's been fun to do. So I've been posting that at the end of every month, so it'll come out at the end of March. And, and the and the expansion packs come out in the middle of the month, so there's extra stuff for you to listen to if you want to support us in that way and all that stuff. And uh, you can find us on Twitter, at Nintendo underscore Domain, and at JMaxStack. Uh, you can also find us on... I've been streaming lately uh, at, uh, you know... Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday nights like I used to. So I'm trying to get back into the swing of that. Uh, at, and that's at twitch.tv slash podcast. I forgot to mention that I did a Scott Hall dedication stream last night where I played uh, WCW NWO Revenge and only played as Scott Hall. I got him the TV title and I got the world championship title as well. And I also won a 40-person Royal Rumble with him on that stream. So you can check that out on twitch.tv because Scott Hall just died like a day ago. Yesterday, right? Scott yeah. Hall was a big was a wrestler that I was really into in the '90s. Uh, he was a huge part of NWO of the NWO and WCW, and of course, known as Razor Ramon. Before that, had multiple video game appearances. Like 
was in was in Super Nintendo uh, WrestleMania games before before the uh, Aki games, and uh, yeah, I was always a always a fan of his. And I'm sure I used to throw tooth, toothpicks at people and all that, you know, in uh, by um, mim- mimicking his uh, bedside yes. manner in the in the ring or whatever. But our hearts go out to your family and all that stuff. And it sucks that you had yeah, to go so absolutely. soon. He had like three heart attacks. So. Yikes. I mean, it's, you know, wrestling life is hard. He's only one year older than Sting, and Sting is still wrestling. So, you know, hopefully he can still make it. I don't know. But yeah, Scott Hall and all that stuff. And uh, YouTube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast is where you can find our YouTube stuff. And uh, we've been your host. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Rakowski. I'm John Litter. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week when we come back and talk about the new Mario Kart, new old Mario Kart races. So stay tuned. See ya. Booster Pass, the first booster. W- it's Booster, right? Isn't it called Booster Pass? I thought you said Booster. I thought you said booster. Yeah. So did I. No, I, I, thought, said... I thought we were back on our X back episode. <laughs> did I say Booster on there? What's a Booster? It sounded like it. Oh, oh, you mean the the third one? No. <laughs>